gonna uh, I'm gonna do uh, Goliath Monk. That's what I'm doing. Cool. She's gonna be giant. <laughs> I am seven foot eight, <laughs> two hundred and eighty pounds. And you count as twice your size for your carry capacity and ability to pull things and lift things. Yes. Which is and funny. And I have Stone's Endurance, mm-hmm. uh, which lets me reduce damage once per short rest. By a d10, I believe? Uh, 1d12 plus 2. Oh. Ooh. So this is what, what, it, what it sounds like to play D&D? Mm-hmm. This is it. This is it. Welcome to GT Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Where Brandon uh, wanted to play D&D. So we're going to play D&D. I'm so excited. The second of three of your trilogy, of your D&D trilogy. The D, the GT D&D trilogy. It's got, it's got like a ring to it. I like it. I like it. Uh, listen, like we said before, Geek Therapy was founded on the idea that the best way to understand each other is through the things that we love. And Brandon really loves D&D. I really do. It's true. I mean, everybody talked last week except me about how much, uh, but your your past experiences with D&D, I've only played once before with you, Brandon. <laughs> and we didn't play that much that day either. It was, no, we didn't play we that much We talked mostly, I think. <laughs> I may, maybe we should put that out as a Patreon. Oh, that would be fun. Reward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's do that. All right. Well, uh... Take it away, Brandon. What are we doing? Well, how's everyone doing uh, with their characters? Maybe we'll just go through each of you one at a time and kind of go through what you have ready for your character. Give the listeners an idea about kind of where you're at. I think everyone's maybe in a slightly different place in terms of how far they are in their character creation process. Mm-hmm. And so we can wrap up any last minute details that you have, introduce the character to the listeners. And then when everyone's squared away, we're going to just start the dang thing. And as a reminder... We are playing the Dragon of Ice Spire Peak, which is the adventure module that comes with the newly released D&D Essentials Kit. And I'm actually, uh, I my intention today was to kind of challenge myself. So I don't have any of my other D&D materials with me, not anything, not my books or my notes or my even my dice. I'm only playing today with the stuff that came in the D&D Essentials Kit and the stuff that's in my big D&D brain. So I think it's going to be a Whoa. lot of fun. <laughs> so who wants to go first? Why don't you all roll and whoever rolls highest gets to go first. We'll they'll get started that way. What what die? You want to roll, okay, that's going to be hard to beat. Roll those d20s. Those I got a 10. D20s, okay. D20. 10. Okay. You know the <laughs> same person. We are the same person proven by the random number generator. It's true. Yeah. The trend continues. <laughs> Lauren, uh, where are you at with with your character? Okay, so I am <laughs> right in the beginning. Um, I did not come super prepared. Oh, I that's did okay. a couple of um, random character generators real quick, like that I have open on tabs right now that I'm just sort of swiping <laughs> information from and writing uh, just loose onto a, a piece of note paper because I don't have any character sheets printed out. Nice. Um, but that's totally fine. I know what information I need. So mm-hmm. um, I've got my uh, stats already. 
Oh, nice. So did you take the standard array for the stats or did you use a, like a, the point by system or what did you do for this? I did. I did a point by system. I oh, made, very cool. I did everything starts at the average 10 and I mm-hmm. gave myself 15 points to spend because uh, looking at all of these random generator sheets, that's how many spare points they had. <laughs> okay. I was like, I did math. I'm like, okay, 15, I'll spend 15. So right and- now I've got uh, strength 16, Dex, 14, Constitution, 15, Intelligence, 10, Wisdom, 10, and Charisma, 10. Okay, very good. And you've got the appropriate modifiers for each one of those ready? Yes, that'll be plus 3, plus 2, plus 2, and then plus 0, 0, 0. Okay, very good. So um, this sounds like a really nice start. And does your character have a name yet? Yes, I am playing a Goliath monk named... Bonk Earth Splitter. <laughs> Bonk Earth Splitter. And so, um, not to insinuate myself into your character, one thing I do know about Goliath culture is that they commonly give names just based on the achievements of the individual. So, has Bonk Earth Splitter done some kind of earth splitting that earned that name for them? So, yes, they have. And thank you for uh, just using they, them pronouns without even considering it because uh, Bonk is non-binary. Oh, very cool. Um, Also, as part of Bonk's background, which uh, randomly rolled a hermit. So what I'm going to say is that Bonk uh, did do some earth splitting, um, but basically self-named because they they live kind of alone. Got it. They're just like, but it sounds like a kind of cool name, right? Right? Very cool. I, I think so. I, I'm here for Bonk, and I'm excited to, to learn about the adventures of Bonk. Uh, what, the hermit background, so we've got that. The other thing, what kind of starting equipment does Bonk have? Uh, Bonk has... Um, okay, so monks don't use armor. Right. And I can use, like, simple weapons, but I think Bonk is going to be, like, a real mm-hmm. hands, hands-only, hands maybe, you know, maybe a big stick once in a while. We'll see. Yeah, for or sure. Or outside. If there's a rock nearby. I don't know. You never um, know. But, yeah, I think uh, mostly, you know, uh, maybe let's just say some <laughs> some clothes and uh, mm-hmm. a backpack for some snacks. Yep. And, uh, you know, obviously you got to have your 50-foot rope. Naturally, your kind Naturally. of standard adventure dungeoneer's kit for sure. And is there any starting funds for Bonk as a hermit? Does did Bonk have money stored away, or not really, or what's the situation there? Um, hmm. So it rolled me some random coinage, but I think it would be funnier if I've just got like a <laughs> I've got like a bag of loose coinage that i've mm-hmm. found but it's all like really old coins that okay. maybe most people are like where did this even come from i'm not is, i'm it, not gonna accept this and i'm like but it's shiny <laughs> is some of it like not even coins like an acorn like some of it is just like really really nice river stones that oh, are like perfectly though. shaped and it's like i just kind of kept it because it's fun to skip rocks and gotcha. you know, this is the only bag i've got okay <laughs> I, I like everything I'm hearing. What's Bonk's AC, which is for maybe the uninitiated who are listening, the armor class? Uh, 14? Okay. Is that, I think that's what monks are, right? Uh, Isn't yep. armor class by 
class? <laughs> uh, it, it, uh, so armor class is calculated based on whatever kind of armor you're wearing, which is none for Bonk, and then it is your uh, based on your dexterity modifier from there, I think. Mm, okay, so it would be, uh, yeah, two. So it's 14. Okay. And then what is um, Bonk's passive perception? I'm guessing is a 10, which is just whatever your perception modifier is plus 10. Um, perception. And that goes off of your intelligence modifier, I think. Um, so it would just be, I, I don't have a modifier for that, so it would just be zero, right? Yes. Okay. So your passive perception would be 10 then. Yes. All right. Very nice. Is there any last minute details that we need to figure out for Bonk or anything else to just kind of mull over that you want us to know about Bonk? Um, I just want to confirm uh, our hit points and hit dice. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I also want to mention that I am, uh, Bonk is 7 foot 8 inches mm-hmm. and 280 pounds. Oh. Um, kind of all, a, a hardy individual. Just a real tree <laughs> trunk of a, yeah. of a Goliath. It's a real solid yeah. The slab. Thick. Yeah. <laughs> Meaty. Um, Meaty. Yeah, and I'll um I'll think a little bit more on other uh appearance. Oh yeah. Aspects. Absolutely. And and we can just roll that in as we go. So your hit dice is based on what class you are. I don't remember off the top of my head what monk is. It might be D six or D eight is my guess. I think it's D eight. Okay. And then your hit po- your starting hit points is also based on your class. Uh, and I don't remember the calculation for that for Monk, but a quick Google search could probably grab that for us. It's also um, 10. We're good. Okay. Very good. So I think that's all of our details for Bonk Earth Splitter. Woo. I'm taking notes here on your characters. Excellent. So, do you want a copy of our sheets? Or uh, That's okay. I, I'm, I'm going to do this old school here. I really appreciate that, though. Um, the only things I really need are your name and your armor class and your passive perception. The rest I'll leave for you. So, who wants to go next? Uh, I suppose I can go next. I'm kind of in the middle of making things. Uh, I took a uh, a page out of Josue's book and did a randomized character. Nice. Um, I kind of knew I wanted to play something different than what I've played before, so I'm doing a rogue I'm going to okay. be a hill dwarf rogue. Oh, very fun. A, a sneaky. A sneaky dwarf. Uh, I don't necessarily think a dwarf's is sneaky, but it should be interesting. Yeah. Eschew uh, those traditional class roles. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, my name, according to the random name <laughs> generation, generator is Brallowin Darkfeet. Brallowin <laughs> yeah, Darkfeet. Darkfeet. Is that what Brawlin then goes by? Is there any uh, truncation of that name at all? Or, or I bet I bet we would go probably by the last name. Go by Darkfeet. Darkfeet, I like that. Yeah. Darkfeet. Okay. Is uh, what's the uh, background on Darkfeet? Uh, the random character generator <laughs> came up with Sage, so oh, this should okay. be interesting. interesting. I never would have thought of that background for a rogue. Kind of a but- religious individual who gave up that lifestyle yeah yeah and seems like the feature on that is researcher so i know a lot of lore and a lot of things and if i can't think of that thing 
then I guess I can know where to find the information. So kind of smart and kind of researchy, Mm -hmm. which is cool. Very cool. Uh, But turn to a life of apparent sneakiness and crime. Sure. Better pay, (laughs) I would assume. I don't know. I I think so. I would hope so. Okay, good. Um, Are there any pieces um, for Dark Feet that we still have to kind of hammer out in terms of details for the character sheet? I think I'm just looking at working out somewhere along the line the uh like the the personality traits and things Got but it. but uh I think other than that it gave me a very clear picture of what my character is going to be. Nice. I know some languages I've never even heard of. <laughs> oh, very good. What's one of those? Uh well, I I know crawl. <laughs> oh, okay, interesting. But I also I also know common, dwarvish, and elvish. So oh, that's wide range. Cool. Yeah, I, I I know the stuff of the people I don't like. <laughs> right, you might be the linguist of the group. Ooh. What's what's the AC for Dark Feet? Let me see if I can find the AC on the sheets, and I'm gonna sing a song while I look. Might be in it. the top center of the first page, is my guess. Uh, that's just my stats. Oh, there we go, eleven. Okay, and then how about that passive perception for dark feet? The passive perception. Which would be just 10 plus whatever your perception modifier is. Oh, 10 plus whatever my perception modifier mm-hmm. is. Where's that perception? That's zero, so 10. Awesome. Very good. And just to give an idea, I don't know if everyone is familiar with what passive perception is. That's just kind of your overall running perception. And so sometimes I might be just rolling things in the background to see if you notice things when you're not explicitly looking for them. Okay. All right, cool. So we've got Bonk and Dark Feet. Who, uh, who's the next uh, plucky companion in, in our trio? Okay. Our... All right. So again, this is like my first time, really. And, totally. And I thought we were starting an hour later. Yeah. So, <laughs> Got it. Uh, with all of that, in you place, were more prepared than I was about ten minutes ago. So and that is and that is because I used D and D Beyond, <laughs> which I think is awesome. Which I used uh, last time when uh, we played once. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so my character's name is. Uh, oh, so my character is a male rock gnome. Oh, fighter. very cool. Yep, he's a fighter. Uh, very uh, typical classic gnome name, Dimble Dargle Dragon Piercer. Okay. <laughs> um, d- d- does Dim- Dimble Dargle use the full full name generally? Uh, his his name is much longer than that, but uh, okay, he he likes to keep it to to Dimble Dargle Dragon Piercer. Uh, people like he's he's obsessed with dragons. He loves dragons. Actually, I was going to ask you like, can can I just know Draconic? Like, I put that down. Can I? Is that a thing? That I'm I okay do? with that. We're going to make okay. that decision right now, and we would okay. s- we can very much say that, given the propensity that, and I want to make sure I'm getting this name right, Dimble Dargle. Yes. Okay. Yes. Dimble Dargle has for dragons uh, that that they would have studied the language to make sure that they could interact with them when they eventually do run into a dragon. Has have they ever seen a dragon before or interacted? No. With one? Okay. No. No. But he's because he's really young. He's really okay. young. Okay, know? sure. And, this is a new thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, well, and but like, he's the town piercer. Like, mm-hmm. like, like he pierces right everybody. Mm-hmm. He's full of piercings, <laughs> by the way. Like, you look at him, you don't know if it's armor or piercing. He's got so many piercings. Maybe both. On. Yeah, yeah. It's a combination. It's pretty cool. And so, like, 
his ultimate goal is to give a piercing to a dragon. So he learned Draconic so that he can ask the dragon what kind of piercing it wants. Now that's and, interesting. And do the job right. A yeah. question. I have a question. Yes. Is that a goal just because I would presume that piercing a dragon would be really challenging because of their scaly nature? So is that kind of like the the highest or trickiest um, individual or being to pierce? Is that the goal? Listen, he's 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 a master at his craft. Okay. And though he's very young, right? He 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 just thinks that that, that would be the coolest thing in the world. And I frankly, That's I think he's right. A, I think so too. Yeah. Uh, his nickname is Dragon Piercer, right? Uh, because that's what he wants to do. Like that's his ultimate okay. goal. You know? Love it. Sometimes people just call him Pierce. It's 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 easier. When he was younger, they called him Little Stabby, but because you know, <laughs> oh, but so they don't this call is him. a lifelong interest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's like, no, no. But he's like, he's the Piercer, right? So yeah, like, totally. People thought it was funny, but he didn't think it was that funny. No, so, I yeah. got it. Very yeah. cool. Uh, is there any final details? It sounds like the character creation uh, module for D&D Beyond is pretty thorough. Is there anything left to hammer out for for Pierce? Is it okay if I call him just Pierce? Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Yep. Um, no, I mean, like, he's a guild artisan, right? He's a merchant. He's, oh, very He's cool. a town piercer. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Uh, what, else, what else do you want to know? I what's, think I filled in all the boxes. <laughs> nice. What's, what's the armor class for Pierce? Ten. Okay. And that passive perception? Seven. A, a low per- passive perception. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Does that mean he, he has a minus three f- modifier for perception? That's correct. That's amazing. Not very yeah. perceptive. No, I like that. Which was probably which is complete was completely random, but kind of mm-hmm. goes with his story. Totally, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I don't like know how it. wise it is to want to pierce a dragon. That's what I'm wondering about. But with you do low you perception. Pierce. Um, yeah, do you? So pierce. <laughs> Pierce, uh, uh, Bonk uses they, Pierce uses he. How about dark feet? She. Okay. Just want to make sure I'm hitting everyone with the right pronouns. So this is pretty fun. We've got our characters. Are we ready to just play the dang game? You tell me, DM. I I feel ready. I feel ready. Let's do it. Do all of you feel ready? No. (laughs) Oh, no. It's going to be good. Uh, Let's do it. Okay. Let's play the game. Um, oh, actually, actually, before we start, I just want to say, like, literally everything that I just came up with and did was, with the exception of the fact that my character was obsessed with uh, dragons, that's the only thing that had, like, come up to me during the week, and another thing that, that, that I didn't end up using, but everything else was just using D&D Beyond, using the player handbook, like, the names I just pulled from the handbook, mm-hmm. I pulled all the stuff, like, I wasn't sure what class I wanted to be, and I looked around, and I was like, fighter sounds good, Let's do that, you know. Absolutely. So, like, it was like, and, and I bought the essentials kit, but mm-hmm. that didn't didn't necessarily help me. Uh, mostly, I think like D and D Beyond it was super easy, is what I'm trying to say. Oh, like, for yeah. people who like me haven't have never played, super easy. I think I think I have everything I need. Also, I'm going all digital, so I've got my character sheet is on D and D Beyond, and I'm using a, a dice app on my phone. <laughs> Very cool. I like yeah. that a lot, and and that is such a good point, and really. What we spoke to a bit last week is how Wizards of the Coast has made D&D more accessible. And I think that's really played a huge role in why it's gotten to be so popular and, and why we're playing it today. Yeah. 
Um, maybe to that point too, another qualifier is the, the audio might sound a little bit rougher than other episodes because you might hear me rolling dice or shuffling papers. So I, I, I think that's kind of okay. And actually in some ways kind of cool to leave that in because it gives kind of almost the ambiance of being at the table while we play, even though we're not all sitting at a table together, unfortunately. So, but that's what you're hearing. If you hear me taking notes or shuffling papers around, um, that's kind of what's going on there. And, and also kind of adding to that. I know that we all have um, different levels of experience and knowledge with the game. So if there's things that we aren't clear about, let's, I mean, feel free to just ask. I think that I've got generally a pretty good working knowledge or we can look stuff up. Um, So just wanted to open that up too, just so everyone's expectations are kind of on the same page. All good? Yeah. Okay, so like I mentioned, we are playing Dragon of Ice Spire Peak. So welcome fellow players to chapter one of dragon of ice spire peak which i'm titling welcome to fandolin interesting interesting Mm. title what could what could Mm. be happening Mm. so my question for all of you the three of you bonk dark feet pierce why are you traveling together do you know each other are any of you related to one another what brought you all together and and why are you traveling to fandolin Hmm. Or is there uh, a particular reason? Are you all three just traveling because you're looking for work together? And that's kind of why people are going to Fandolin these days. They're, they're, it's just a place that's growing. There's kind of a, a little booming mining uh, economy, and, and there's work there. There's gold to be made for sure. So is it just the, the nature of, of being safer in numbers on the road and just having people to do this work together? Or was there any kind of history behind that for all of you? I'm going to Fandolin because I need more material for my piercings. Oh, for sure. So it is a mining yeah. community. So that would make a lot of sense that you could make pretty intricate uh, and pretty probably what I would ex- assume would be expensive or profitable for you um, jewelry for your piercing business. I like that. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Is I, am I supposed to answer that in character or was that... Was that no, 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 not yet. Okay. So, okay. Uh, yeah, not yet. No, we're, we, we are. Tell we're just, me what to do. I, oh, I will. <laughs> you're going to have is in, in less than three minutes, you're going to have an opportunity to answer something in character. Anything else to add just for the kind of motivation as to why you're traveling together? Or is it generally just going to make money and do work? Uh, I'm going to say Bonk was like super bored and lonely and was mm. like, I'm just going to like walk around until I run into somebody. And uh, I don't know if Dark Feet is a local or um, just uh, running into Pierce on the way into Fandolin, but basically like, wow, you're just really small. I'm I'm going <laughs> to hang out near you to like just keep an eye on this situation. You're just so tiny. Is everybody this tiny? <laughs> I think uh, Fandolin's like a, a decent sized town, but not like small, small, or is it small, small from what I eat? It's, uh, I mean, it's certainly not your Baldur's Gate or Neverwinter Metropolis. It's it's actually relatively small. There are really only just a handful of shops. It's mostly just a mining okay. community. Um, you might know, any of you who's maybe uh, a privy to the history of it, is that it used to be a pretty large yeah. um, town, but not not any longer. I, I think that Darkfeet is probably running away from, probably stole something from the wrong person <laughs> mm-hmm. in, in one of the bigger cities and has been hanging out in Fandolin 
uh, to not be near those people that yeah. are probably after her. <laughs> That'll do it. That makes a lot of sense. So my my presumption is that you're all getting close to Fandle, and you've probably been mm-hmm. traveling together for uh, probably a few days, I would imagine. And you're kind of on the, the home stretch here. You know, you're probably maybe an hour from Fandolin and pretty excited to get off the road. It's not been, uh, you know, a difficult journey by any means, but traveling on the road is always more difficult than just staying in a town. And you're also excited to get to work and start making some of that good gold. So as you also, I like, of- I like the idea that Bonk is very big mm-hmm. and, like yeah. their safety and numbers. Like I'm mm-hmm. three foot seven. Oh yeah. So yeah, and I'm four four. So okay. it's pretty yeah, yeah pretty yeah, good. Yeah. And uh, I'm running from those dangerous people. So mm-hmm. having some big big muscle up there is nice. Yeah, absolutely. Aww. Even if you guys stand on top of each other, you're not as tall as me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> can 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 I ride on your shoulder, Groot in a rocket style? You said you were three three. Yeah. Um. No, that's probably that's too not big, too fully big. onto my shoulder, but yeah. we could definitely do like you know piggyback style. Yeah, a backpack or something. I like that. We'll, yeah. we'll cook something up. We'll okay. yeah. I just I could get a front and back baby Bjorn and carry both of you. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked at my at my character sheet, guys, and and I found out that I have brewer's supplies, so we can get drunk. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to make you roll things at disadvantage if you're too drunk, though. Just keep that in mind. No. So you're about you're about an hour from town. You know this. You're excited to get off the road. And as you come around a bend in the road, you actually see four goblins in the road. Um, yeah, and they're not they're not attacking. They don't look threatening. Um, but one of them, who stands a little bit taller than the other, is, looks like the leader. Kind of seems to be standing in the middle of the road, while the other two are standing behind him. And there's kind of like a rickety. Uh, like makeshift, like gate blocking the road that you, I mean, just clearly looks like they assembled it out of like sticks and logs that were probably nearby. What do you do? There's going to be a lot of quiet pauses here. Oh, <laughs> you see okay, these how, goblins. How many, how many goblins? Oh, there are four goblins. And, and the one who's on the road kind of closest to you uh, is kind of gesturing, like waving you, waving you closer. It's probably about 50 to 60 feet away from you. I'm waving back. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Do you walk yeah, up? Walk yeah, up let's, to this? let's walk over sure. and uh, see what's up with these four these four goblin friends. Yeah. Yeah. The one up front uh, says, uh, what's my goblin voice? <clears throat> hail, and, hail and well met. How fare thee, travelers? I wonder no, if we're uh, going in the right direction. No. Pr- <laughs> to to Fandolin. Oh, you're on the road indeed. This is the last uh, the last the check stop here. This is the toll gate for Fandolin. A toll? I, a toll? Mm-hmm. I a don't t- remember official. a toll on the way to Fandolin. Oh, it's newly established, I guarantee. It's very official. So you have mm-hmm. paperwork to back that mm-hmm. up. Yes. Not with us. Too risky <laughs> on the road. It's We're cool. The I security. can't really read. <laughs> so 20, 20 gold... 20 gold each. You have your way into town. Mm. I'm not paying 20 gold. <laughs> we'll have to turn you away. It's for the, se- the security of the town. What, what What did you say your name was, oh, little friend? Gum Gum. Gum Gum. Gum Gum. Buddy. Hello. Pal. It's a me. 
I'm Bonk. It's lovely to meet you. Hi, Bonk. This is my first. Please. This is my first time to Fandolin. Oh, you're gonna love it. I am certain I will. I do not have twenty gold. However, I might have something that you do want. Mm. And Bonk pulls out a bag (laughs) and pulls out uh, a really, really nice, smooth, perfectly. A goblin hand-sized throwing rock that is uh, a really pretty white rock with just like nice little black speckles in it. It's very cute and it feels good in your hands. I like the look of that bonk, friend, quite indeed. Why don't you roll a perception check, uh, bonk, to see if this goblin is sold? I have rolled a 10 plus perception would be also 10. It's 10. All right. The answer is 10. With a 10, (laughs) Gum Gum uh, holds out their hand. You've got a deal, bonk friend. You may pass. Thanks, Gum Gum. I'll see you on the way out of town, probably. Mm -hmm. 20 more gold. Wait, we have to pay on the way out too? Mm. Hmm. He wave, he waves. This does not seem like the <laughs> up and up he, gum gum. He waves you. He waves you a long bunk. Ah, the two of you, twenty gold. Twenty, twenty gold. Okay, so I'm gonna. Um, am, <clears throat> are we in character now? Like again, how, what do you what do you want me to do? Whatever you're comfortable with. So you have two options, and and I don't. Whatever you want to do, you can either role play this, or you can say what Pierce would do. Okay. Hmm. Okay. So, Pierce is going to offer one of his piercings as payment for both of us. It's kind of shiny. Ooh. Hmm. Is it, what is it made out of? What does it look like? It's, it's a cheap metal, but it's really polished. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Okay. You do know go, what you're doing. Go ahead and roll a uh, deception check for me. Okay. And what is... So what, a D what? A, so roll a D twenty and then add your deception modifier off of your character sheet. Okay, I roll a ten and my deception modifier is. Where is that on my sheet? Uh, oh, deception. I see. Skills. Plus one. Plus one. So you rolled so an 11. eleven. So I'm gonna roll a perception check to see if Gum Gum is smart enough to see that this is not that valuable. Okay, Gum Gum rolled a fourteen. So. Uh, Gum Gum takes the piercing and kind of bites on it a little. Teeth sink in just a little. Hmm. No can do, friendo. What else you got for me? 20 gold each? Dark feet. Well, well that is... will cover me, though. <laughs> okay. Because I offered for both Fair. of us. <laughs> oh, okay. you're going to leave me behind. <laughs> Go on through, friend. Thanks, Pierce. Welcome to Fandolin. You're going to enjoy it. Dark feet's going to... Uh... Get all intimidating and be like, like "I'll give you one gold, and I'll let and you keep be your happy. fingers." Okay, <laughs> go ahead and uh, roll an intimidation check for me. I will do that with my plus four modifier, and I rolled an eighteen. Okay, with an eighteen, Gum Gum. I'm intimidated now. <laughs> Gum Gum takes two steps back, goes, "Whoa, whoa, easy, partner. It, this is for the good of the city. But if you're not into the greater good, just go on through. We don't want any trouble." I'll still give you your one gold. Okay, move along now. Move along. I thought you were a good crew. And uh, you're you're able to pass through the uh, goblin blockade unaccosted. And uh, with that, you 
head back on the road, I presume, unless you have any other uh, desire to interact with Gum Gum and the Gum Gum Gang. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Gum Gum. (laughs) All right. With that, you you finally make your way the rest of the way to Phandalin. and, And this is a pretty nice scenic little town. I presume none of you have been here before. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. It's kind of nestled in these rocky kind of foothills right around these kind of snow-capped sword mountains. Um, And and it is a mining town, and and you kind of make make sense of that right away. There's about 40 or 50 pretty simple log buildings, and around that you see crumbling stone ruins that surround some of the newer houses and some of the shops that show you that in the past this was probably a much bigger establishment, a much bigger town. Um, it's a pretty quiet kind of city. You can tell that already. Um, as you're kind of looking around, you see farmers and stonecutters, blacksmiths kind of cruising around. You see kids running around and playing. One thing that you do notice right away that's maybe different than some of the other towns you've been to is there's no no walls around it. There's no garrison. Um, but you see that most of the adults that you see walking around town have some kind of weapons that are on their belts. Um, so you have the idea that they can take care of themselves if things go wrong, but there's no formalized militia or military here. Um, you get the idea right away that visitors are probably welcome here, especially if they've got some money to spend or if they're looking for work. It's kind of a town that's on the upswing again. So presumably there's there's stuff to be done here. So you've got a couple of different options depending on kind of what you want to start off with or what you want to do. As you're kind of meandering through the town, you see a couple of shops um, and you kind of make sense of, of that. You've got kind of a basic provision, provision shop. Uh, there's an inn in the center of town, and then there's kind of a town center, kind of like the, the business or, or government kind of center of the town, even though there's no real formal governance. That's where the jobs are given out. And then there's a shrine kind of in the center of the town square as well. So anything that you particularly want to start off doing or any places that you want to go or anything like that. And if you want to reference um, the map that I put into the Slack, that's kind of what, what's the, the outline of the town. I want to go to the miners exchange. I'm here to do business. Okay. Uh, you all make your way over to the miners exchange. Um, and you just kind of walk right in. It's a pretty unassuming building. It's kind of, you get what you get. And there's a human woman uh, behind the counter and you see her kind of weighing out gold and, and platinum and, and giving out uh, notes to people based on kind of how much they're worth. And, uh, do you just get in line, or do you say anything particular as you walk in? Get in line, I guess. All right. <laughs> you wait in line, and uh, you, you're up next, so it's not a long wait, and she sort of says, <clears throat> can I help you? Hey, I'm from two towns over, and I need metal. I need lots of metal for my piercings. All right. We, well, we've got metal here. You can ex- you can usually p- folks here, miners, are exchanging their metal for for currency in the town. Are you saying you want to purchase the metal? I want to purchase. I want to make deals. I want to make long term deals. <laughs> oh my I'm gosh! You're an excitable little little fella. Well, <clears throat> we can sell you some metal for sure. What are you looking for, partner? Or would you rather go out and and kind of do some the mining on your own? Are you are you a hardy, sturdy little fella? Are you? Nope, a I want to see a menu. Okay. I, oh my gosh. Yeah, you can get a menu. I'll tell you what what we sell here is just your kind of general precious stones. We've got rubies and we've got sapphires. We've got opals. What are you in the mood for, partner? Hmm. 
What's your most expensive metal? Oh, I've got a diamond that'll blow your socks off. It's so shiny. Is a diamond metal? No. <laughs> but it's that's what people exchange here is is precious gems. Uh, that you can attach to your piercings partner. Mm, I need to think about it. Sorry. Uh, you don't rush into anything now, I understand. Take your time. Mining serious business. <laughs> anything else I can help you with? Uh, yes. How much are your diamonds? Oh, well, I don't know what your budget is. And uh, she leans in a little close to you and says, but I got a pretty special diamond. And uh, she kind of surveys the windows to make sure no one's looking in, leans down under the counter and pulls up uh, a pretty large-sized diamond that she unwraps and says, I could sell you this precious a diamond for 1,000 gold pieces. How does that sound? Time out. I only have like 15 gold. How does that work? <laughs> yeah, Pierce, that's a lot of money. Yeah, how, do, how does that work exactly? <laughs> uh, you don't have enough money to purchase it now. Someday you might, but this this would be out of your price range at this time. You will yes. earn <laughs> You will earn money um, by doing jobs in the town, presumably. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. As she does that. Easy, partner. Sh- Are you making moves? <laughs> no, no, no. It's like as she as she pulls it out. I'm like, you know, standing back, but sort of stooped over, so I can whisper and be like, "We can just find those up in the mountains." Come on, man. <laughs> Okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. Thanks for the thanks for the diamonds. Thank you. Uh we'll come back later. Come on back anytime now. This is the miners exchange. <laughs> Y'all take bonk. care now. Bonk, bonk, I need Catch that diamond. A ride. <laughs> <laughs> bonk, I need that diamond. I need that diamond. One day I'm gonna find a dragon, and that's a perfect diamond for that dragon. It does so look we can, like we can get you a bigger one. I mean that one's maybe big for you, but if you want it to be big for a dragon, we gotta go. Bigger. Pierce, could you do a perception check for me? That'll be one of your skills with a d20 again. And I think your perception modifier is minus three, if I remember correctly. (laughs) Yes. So I rolled a nine minus three. That's a six. Six. All right. Yeah. This this looks like (laughs) this looks like the most beautiful diamond you've ever seen. Mm -hmm. It is. Yep. And it looks like it would be perfect (laughs) on a dragon ear. Also, how big are dragons? <laughs> uh, Dragons—they're—they're—they're they're, they're very they're in their age, but they're generally pretty large. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So excited. Yes. Okay. So you leave the miners' exchange. You've got a few places left to, that you can check out. So you've got the Stonehill Inn. You've kind of seen that as you've wandered through town. Um, you've got uh, Barthen's Provisions. That's just a general store. And then there is the Lion Shield Coster. There's the Shrine of Luck. And then there is the town master's hall, and that's where the job board is posted for the work in town. Where do you want to go? Well, I guess if we're going to earn some money, we need to go to the job board. All right. You head over to the job board. And just luckily for the three of you, there are three jobs listed on the board. Let, How convenient. <laughs> let, let me read them to you one at a time. So you look at the first one and it says, 
Let me make sure I've got this right here. Dwarf prospectors found ancient dwarven runes in the mountains southwest of here and have begun an archaeological dig for treasure and relics. They need to be warned that a white dragon has moved into the area. Take the warning to them and then return to Townmaster Harbin Wester to collect a reward of 50 gold. My eyes get really big at that. (laughs) (laughs) Archaeology and treasure? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Here's the next one. This one might be of particular interest for Pierce. A clan of reclusive rock gnomes resides in a small network of caves in the mountains to the southeast. The gnomes of Nomengard are known for their magical inventions. They might have something with which to defeat the dragon. Get whatever you can from them. If you bring back something useful and you don't want to keep it for yourselves, Townmaster Harbin Wester will pay you 50 gold points for it, or gold pieces. An intriguing quest, to be sure. And here's the third. The local midwife, an acolyte of Shanti named Adabra Gwyn, lives by herself in a stone windmill on the side of a hill a few miles south of Phandalin. With dragon sightings becoming common, it's not safe for her to be alone. Get Adabra to return back to Phandalin. When she's safe, visit Townmaster Harbin Wester to claim a reward of 25 gold pieces. There. Harbin Wester has a lot of work for people. Harbin Wester, the town master, does have a lot of work for people. And you actually notice uh, that the town master hall is pretty nearby here. Just uh, actually the, the, the job board is right next to it. So you're pretty close to where he is. But, so the first job was the to first, do what to the dragon? No, do nothing to warn, the dragon. Okay. Warn there's dwarves some, about dragon. Yes, there's okay. some dwarves who are out uh, doing a dig and they need to be warned. And so you all kind of get the idea from the these three job listings that there's probably a dragon in the area, which you may not have known uh, when you moved or decided to make your journey to Phandalin. Pierce is very excited. I was going to say, Pierce must be excited. <laughs> like, Hell yeah. My people are in the second one. Your people are in the second one. Hmm. Yep. But it sounds like we might see a dragon if we do the first one. I kind of just want to see a dragon. <laughs> I think we should go talk to Mr. Wester <laughs> and see if there's been any recent updates on these job postings that have been Who knows how long recently. they've been there? <laughs> and also maybe check in about the toll goblins, because I'm feeling mm. like that might have not been sanctioned by Mr. Wester. Sure. Uh, so, yeah. Do you head over to the just kind of the front door of the town master's hall then? Yes. You notice it's locked as you try to enter. Well, well I'm going to go up and bang on the door. <laughs> All right. There is a uh, there's a little sl- like slat like you would see in like a speakeasy that uh, slides open and you see a kind of a, a small darty kind of set of eyes look out and you hear a, a grimy voice say, uh, can I help you? We're looking for Mr. Wester? This, this, it's me, Harbin Wester, town master. You looking for work? I... Check the job board. You, you do a job? I got your gold. I'm not coming out. There's dragons here. You're scared of the dragon. Are you a dragon? Do I'm, I look like a dragon? I don't know. I'm too thin and I'm too bony to make a good meal. Get out of here, you dragon. And he slams the uh, slams the people shut. <laughs> Oh my goodness. 
Uh, I'm just going to look back at, at my friends and say, he thinks I'm a dragon. <laughs> Stay out of here, you dragons. <laughs> uh, hey, Mr. Wester, do you have any... He slides uh, the people back up again. Are you a dragon? No, but I have a question. Uh, I want to buy... Right. I need a lot of gold. Do you have any other... Uh... Check the job board. Damn. <laughs> I'll replace, Got nothing, I'll replace nothing the jobs... When there's more jobs, we got to do jobs for there to be more jobs to replace the jobs with, partner. Wait, I'm falling. I'm the I'm the mine lady now. No, I'm Harvin Wester, and you. How are, hey, are there? That's a dragon. Be... He slams it shut again. <laughs> How are there going to be you more jobs? Here, you if, dragon. If you won't come out, <laughs> I'm not coming out until that dragon's dead. Oh. Go do those jobs. I'll give you gold. <laughs> Let's, uh, you can't let's give us gold if you're inside. Let's do the jobs. Oh, this guy. <laughs> I'm an elected official. <laughs> I guess that means you could be unelected. <laughs> I'm going to run against you. <laughs> <laughs> what do you roll to, to, to be a candidate in an election? <laughs> <laughs> we don't have the, those types of roles yet. But I love where you heads at. Uh, Election season's now for a couple more years. We've got long-term <laughs> limits in family. Of course. Right. Now go do some jobs. Bye. Bye. I don't know how I feel about killing that dragon. Just saying. Well, we can just warn It doesn't some say people. to kill the dragon. Yeah. I, w- I, don't I think Wester said dragon. kill the dragon. Wester said kill the dragon. He did, but the jobs didn't say that. So let's get yeah. the money first. The, the slap really slides the second- open. He says... <laughs> You dragons get out of here. And he slams it shut again. I am not a dragon. That's what a dragon would say if you wanted to eat me. But I'm real thin and sinewy. I'm no good. If we were dragons, your house would be burned down. Yeah, right. Look at this big wooden door. (laughs) Wood burns. That's what a dragon would say. That is what a dragon would say. That is what a dragon would say. <laughs> you guys, we gotta go. Pierce is already at the dra- at the job board. Okay. <laughs> and looking over my shoulder, see Pierce not there. Run back to the job board. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Which job do you want to start with? Let's pick one. You've got your dwarven ex- excavation oh. quest. You've got your gnomon guard quest, and you've got your umbridge hill quest. Hmm. I want to warn the gnomes just because it seems like like mm-hmm. we might see dragons. Sure. Maybe sure. Po- we'll probably see dragons at, at most of these, but Well, the second one is is to get the weapon to kill the dragon. So oh, right, right. Pierce is not happy about that. Pierce 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 is trying to stay away from that. We're also warning the dwarves about the dragon too. Yeah, I mean, if but, we face the dragon there, and there's treasure, we can't you can kill get it if we don't money. have. Yeah, but if we don't, yeah, if we don't have a weapon, we can't kill the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to kill the dragon. Me neither. Yeah, I kind of don't want to get eaten by a dragon. What if we introduce the dragon to Gum Gum, and then they work together on their toll house? We didn't tell Wester about about the. The, the dual. Oh, right. Yeah, oh, he, had right. A, he had a oh, big well. stick up his butt. I don't care. 
<clears throat> Gum Gum should run for town master next year. <laughs> next election <laughs> we should so we should inform gum gum of that if we leave that way <laughs> At least he's got visions for the future <laughs> all right if you want to go get go see some gnomes i guess we can go see some gnomes no i don't want to see gnomes i want to warn the dwarfs oh okay the dwarves are the ones without the weapons yeah all right. Let's go. Yeah, let's go warn the, the dwarves. dwarves. All right, it's cool. getting also archaeology. If, if we run into the dragon, we can also warn the dragon. It'll be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so by this time, it's getting to be towards later day. Do you depart on your journey now, or do you look for accommodations for the evening and then go? What's the plan? Let's go sleep at the there. inn. You haven't the slept inn might in a have real some information in too. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they've got some clues about the dwarves. Mm-hmm. They just might. You head over to the Stone Hill Inn, and it's a pretty modest two-story kind of roadhouse. Um, it looks pretty, pretty much what you'd expect as you walk up, and then you walk in. I assume. I don't want to make these character decisions for you. <laughs> go inside. Uh, we're we're going to go inside. We're not going to sleep on the steps. <laughs> you've got it. It's pretty much empty at this time. Uh, there's a hearth with a pretty nice fire roaring, and you see a relatively short, a friendly-looking human behind the bar wiping off bar glasses. And he says, uh, Well, welcome to the Stone Hill Inn, finest inn in Fandle Inn. How can I help you, travelers? You look You look new around these parts. Do you know what's up with your your the head of your town? Oh hiding? boy, are you talking about? <laughs> oh boy, Harbin, he's a real rascal. I don't. He's cooked up the books for the term limit, so we can't get the sucker out of office. And uh, now that we've got a a dragon skulking about, we could reuse some real leadership in this town. He's. A re- I, I tried to go talk to him about it. He accused me of being a right dragon. Sent me away. You literally can't get him out of office. He's stuck inside, Boy, scared of this dragon. Now you now you see my predicament, friend. It's a real tough times in the town of Fandolin with that that uh, stink bug in, in office. But what do you do? He runs the job board. You got to keep jobs going. That's the circle of, of a working town. <laughs> the circle of jobs. Um... It's tough times. Folks are talking about a dragon soaring around, and that that makes me right worried. We've been building this town back up from ever since it was destroyed. Mm, mm. How long ago was it destroyed? What happened? What oh, happened? Was man, it a dragon? Uh, was it something else? No, it was orcs. As I just said, partner, orcs came down and, and attacked the town and laid it low, but We've, you know, that was about a hundred years ago, and after they made haste out of here, we've been slowly rebuilding generation after generation. And I remember my grandpa owned this inn, and now I own this inn. But now, boy, the rumor is there's a dragon about, and that makes me right worried. That could muck up the town again. Some of them dragons are real bad, and people are going missing from time to time. Have you ever seen a dragon? Oh, never me. Ooh, he gives a shiver. But some say it's it's as big as an elephant. And gleaming white scales. Ooh. <laughs> Very Shiny. frightening. And uh, Pierce, would you go ahead and roll a history check for me? 
That'll be a, a D20 with your history modifier from your skill list. What does that even mean? Like, what, uh, what is this doing exactly? This is letting me know if you know this fact I'm about to give you about dragons. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, D20 rolling 16 plus your three plus three history. Oh, nice. So 19. 19. All right. Well, so with a 19 and with your extensive study of dragon lore, you would know that a white dragon would be evil in nature. So chromatic dragons are, are their nature is to be evil, whereas the metallic dragons are good or more neutral in, in nature. So you would know a, a white dragon would be problematic. No. <laughs> <laughs> This is not the kind of dragon you want to be seeing, friend. <laughs> no, 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 no. Anyway, back to the back to conversation as it was. Looked like you're just having a thought, but what can I help you folks with? At the Stonehill Inn, finest inn in Fandel Inn, we put the inn in Fandel Inn. <laughs> <laughs> Any questions? I just want to go to bed and, and, and start the adventure. Oh, yeah, a bed we... costs five can... silver. Okay, so and a meal costs one silver. I'll I'll cook you up the finest goulash on this side of the Tribor Trail. You said that there's uh, still a lot of uh, destroyed things from your hundred year old orc attack. Mm-hmm. Perhaps I could move some heavy uh things out of your way or into a specific space or maybe you've got some heavy kegs down in the basement you need me to move Ooh, but um, I, I do not have money but i have oh, very strong arms and i would love to help you out uh in exchange for a room for me and my friends tonight it, you know what partner that offer sounds right as rain to me but i need a different type of service the, with the town being as small as it is, sometimes it's hard to draw people in in the evenings. So do you got any special skills or entertainment that people might want to come watch? What do you think? Can you dance? Can you sing? Can you juggle? Can you flip? Oh, we can sing. We can definitely <laughs> sing. <laughs> I... Okay, not in character. I have both acrobatics and athletics as skill proficiencies, so... Oh, yes. that's interesting. And, and, and not in character. I have both acrobatics and performance. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have zero acrobatics, plus one performance, plus two athletics. I love the sound of this. Okay, so, would juggling be under acrobatics or performance? Uh, I would probably make you roll a performance check for that. Okay. I was going to say, maybe I can juggle these two, but. <laughs> if you're going to juggle the two of them, we can uh, change it oh to, to more of a strength-based check. Yeah. I would probably, we would probably need the acrobatics checks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. What do, you, what do you think, partner? Can you Can you drum up a little business for me? I'm happy to let you stay for free. I mean... I am so down to try. Well, that's all you can do is is try your best. Just uh, my family's livelihood depending on it, but you give it a go now. (laughs) I'm going to get somebody in here. (laughs) All right. And, uh, you know, it's about dinner time, so this is the time you'd expect people to start coming into the inn for for a beverage and a meal. So what do you do to either bring customers in or entertain them? So... 
So what are we going to do? We're juggling? Doing something else? What are we okay. doing? Can't wait to see what you all think of. So, um, let's say outside of the Stone Hill Inn, um, mm-hmm. sort of on that street corner next to the uh, Shrine of Luck and that open space and near the Town Master's Hall, um, that would be the, the good place to set up, right? Um, is there anything like a long-ass log or piece of lumber that is, let's say, at least six feet long? Uh, there are benches in the inn that you could carry out. Oh, perfect. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to take the bench. Um, when I go back inside to take the bench, I ask the barkeep, Hey, um, what, what was your name? Oh, my name's Toblin Stonehill. Kind of you to ask. And what's your name, partner? I'm Bonk Earth Splitter. Holy. That's (laughs) that's an awesome name. Thanks. It's lovely to meet you. Is it okay if I take this bench outside for just a little bit? You bet, partner. We can't wait to see what kind of business you drum up for the internet. Awesome. Okay. Toblin? Thanks, yeah. Mr. Stonehill. Yes. <laughs> Can I help Stone, you? Stonehill. Okay. All right. So I'm going to take the bench outside. It's a, a long sitting bench. Uh, and <laughs> then I'm going to tell you two to get and stand on each end of it. Uh, Pierce, dark feet. L- little, little skepticism in my face, but I do it. <laughs> Woo, I'm on the bench. Okay, and um, Brandon, uh, Toblin told us uh, he would make us goulash, right? That was the specific... Uh, yep, and uh, yeah, that's the meal he was going to make. The goulash, yep. okay. Yeah, the, his, famous, uh, his famous Stonehill goulash. Now I want goulash. Thanks, Brandon. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I don't know how to spell goulash. Okay, um... <laughs> I'm taking so many notes, I can't help myself. Uh, okay. We're recording this, by the way. You don't have to take notes right now. You can listen to it. I know, I always... No, I'm, t- I'm taking... D&D is note-taking for me. I love taking D&D notes. <sighs> Everybody in my group has a notebook, so... <laughs> it's, a, it's a note-taking thing. Hell yeah. Okay. Uh, Bonk is going to uh, stretch out in like real flamboyant kind of way to sort of, you know, grab people's attention as they walk through town because Bonk's huge and so mm-hmm. that's that's a lot of stretching. Uh and then Bonk is going to yell out Come on down to the Stonehill Inn where Toblin Stonehill Goulash will make you as strong as a giant. And then I'm going to pick up the bench with both of them on it and lift it up over my head. Oh, that's so good. (laughs) Please roll a performance check for me. Performance check? Ha! I've tricked you. You tricked me! (laughs) Roll it with with advantage, though, because this is such a... uh, a fantastic idea. Okay. Is that because is that because they are so strong that they don't need like we know that they can do it? 
Is that exactly. one? Not a strength? Okay, okay. Okay, with my advantage roll, um, if it's still performance is dex, right? Right. Okay, so uh, with advantage, I, I rolled think. a 17. Okay, so you're able to very deftly lift this over your head. Oh, wait, uh, it's in performance uh, charisma? Oh, oh, right, it is. Okay, then it's just 15. That's still good enough. You're able to very deftly lift this over your head. I'm wondering, uh, Pierce and Darkfy, what are you doing as you're hoisted about, uh, I would guess it would be probably close to nine feet in the air on a bench? Looking a little nervous. <laughs> Do strongman poses. Lean in, you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm dancing. Gonna, I'm dancing. I, I'm, I'm gonna, dancing on the I'm bench. Gonna pull, I'm going to pull out my daggers and like... Do some flipping them up in the air. All right. <laughs> Both of you do another performance check for me. Right. Pier- Pierce and Dark Feet. Uh, I love everything I'm hearing here. My With my plus four performance, that's a 19. Oh, and it looks so cool. You're <laughs> really hucking these daggers pretty high. And people are really starting to gather on like, whoa, the goulash does that? <laughs> I can do that if I eat the goulash? Uh, Pierce, what's your performance check? Uh, 15 plus 1. 16. With that, your dance is so awesome. It's so on point and right on rhythm. And people are just like, that goulash must be something. Honey, get the kids. We're heading to, we're heading to the stone hill. Come on. And uh, you see a, a murmur start to go off uh, around the town. People are, hey, head over to the stone hill inn. They, they got magic goulash tonight. And uh, you see people are, are really just heading in. Uh, heading into the Stonehill Inn, you've you've successfully defeated my my capitalism puzzle, and you've drummed <gasps> up business for for the Stonehill Inn. Business. <laughs> nice work, team. Yay! Uh, as you go in, you see uh, Toblin, who's he's working furiously to keep up with uh, big scoops of goulash, and you see uh, some of the patrons are are dancing. You see someone trying to throw knives into the air. <laughs> um, one person's <laughs> attempting to pick up a table. And uh, but things look pretty lively, and uh, you can tell that that the money is flowing freely tonight. Ooh. And so uh, Toblin, kind of as he's between scoops of goulash, and between refilling tankards of ale, says, "This is business like I've never seen. You, you're you're real friends to the Stonehill family. You can stay here for always oh, tearing up for free anytime. This Aww. is amazing." And. Uh, there you go. So he, he scoops up some goulash for all of you and passes you keys for each of you to have your own individual rooms for the evening. In between Woo! bites of goulash, uh, Darkfeet is going to comment that I hope nobody puts an eye out with those daggers. <laughs> so so far, so good. They, they're, they seem to actually be using like butter knives, so they're not terribly sharp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Toblin's like, put, put those down. <laughs> they aren't putting them down though so so you enjoy the the rest of your evening and and you make merry and you you feel very rested uh when you get up the next morning and in fact because you all feeling so good about kind of what you accomplished um you can all take three temporary hit points because you had such a restful fulfilling night of sleep yay yeah. yay good work so I add that to the... On your sheet next yep. to the current the... and max hit points, there should be yep. a temporary. Yeah. Yep. yep. Okay. And so you just, whenever you take damage, it'll eat that up first. 
Gotcha. So I also have a short rest and a long rest button. Yeah. What do what do those do? So a short rest is generally if you take about an hour to rest, and when you do that, you can expend your hit dice to regain hit points equal to whatever you roll based on however many hit dice you roll. And you have one hit die for each level that you are. And then if you take a long rest, that generally takes about six to eight hours. And when you do that, you regain all of your hit points and any spell slots that you would have expended, but none of you are casters, so that shouldn't be involved. Got it. Good question. So the next morning, you wake up bright and early, and uh, Toblin has breakfast ready for you before you even get downstairs. He's so thrilled uh, to have all of you staying in his establishment. And uh, he feeds you and uh, kind of points you in the direction to uh, make way over to the Dwarven Runes that are kind of to the southeast of Phandalin, where he's kind of heard about these dwarf prospectors looking for looking for treasures and, and good stuff. Treasure. Treasure. Let's, let's go warn those dwarves, right? Yeah. Let's do it. Get that treasure. Treasure. <laughs> Pure treasure. So, you uh, head away, and now I need to do a secret DM roll <gasps> for, for DM mysteries. Okay. Good. So, you make your way over towards the uh, where you know this dwarven ex- excavation, I guess is the right word for that, is... Uh, it doesn't take you that long. It's about 15 miles, so maybe it takes you a couple hours to get there on foot. And as you get there, you kind of walk down into this canyon where you know that this excavation is. You kind of see in the trail and the where kind of the the traffic has gone through here. Um, but it does look like it's not terribly well traveled anymore. So you're in this canyon. You've got about 80 foot walls kind of on each side of you. And uh, towards the end of the canyon where you're heading, you come to about a 20-foot-high wall of black stone. It's got a broken gate carved into it. And one of the stone doors is hanging pretty precariously on its hinge, and the other door is totally missing. And kind of beyond this open gate, in the shadow of this very large mountain that's towards the east, you see a totally ruined settlement, and everything is totally quiet here. Creepy. It does feel a little creepy. <laughs> Where is everyone? Yeah. Do you head in towards the gate? Uh, I would like to do a perception check on on the gate. Okay. Is there anything specific that you want to learn about the gate? Uh, I, I just want to know if this would... You said it was uh, broken, right? One of the doors is... Uh, yes, it's broken in that one of the doors is totally gone, and the other one is kind of hanging loosely. Okay, I want to see if this looks like it was um, damaged by a dragon. Yeah, like dam- <laughs> damaged by, you know, n- like natural things like an earthquake or whatever versus like, a, you know, a ballista tap. or, for example, a dragon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead and, and do a perception check. That is... 11. All right, with an 11, it doesn't seem like this is dragon damage as far as you know. You probably don't have a ton of experience with dragons, is just my guess, but it doesn't seem particularly dragon-esque in nature, nor does it seem like it happened particularly recently. Um, white white dragons are they're 
frost dragons, they right? Are. They are. They do ice ice damage, so it just it doesn't look like ice damaged, basically. Nope. No, okay. it, it looks mostly like it's old. Um, okay, as, as you, I pass that on to uh, Pierce and Darkfeet. So yeah. it, I mean, at least it doesn't look like a white dragon was here. Well, one thing that you do notice, though, as you get closer to the gate, um, not particularly related to the gate itself, but on either side of the gate is uh, kind of these pretty large granite statues of cloaked dwarves. And you notice that each dwarf, although they have pretty weather-beaten faces, uh, they seem to be pretty old, has what looks to be a pretty evil grin. Mm, creepy. Mm-hmm. Creepy. Could could they maybe be gray dwarves? You can roll a perception check. I can do that. I rolled an eight. They don't. They don't look particularly like gray dwarves. They okay. they're they're pretty worn from the weather. So it's the features are kind of worn away. But kind of interestingly, the the grin is pretty like it doesn't look that worn relative to the rest of the statue. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That doesn't look good, friends. <laughs> do you head through the gate? <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say it like that? <laughs> oh, God, I'm so sweaty. <laughs> no, we're going to go back to the inn and eat goulash for the rest of our lives. <laughs> 50 you know gold is on the line here, gang. So fulfilling. Uh, um, yeah, let's. I'm, I'm going to go in. I'm going in. I'm big. I'm going in. All right, so you head in. Are your compatriots I, joining? I'm going to follow. Okay. So you head in and you kind of enter as you move deeper into this cav, uh, canyon and things become more and more enclosed. You enter a settlement um, and it's it's pretty well ruined. Um, the buildings are pretty much knocked away. You can kind of see just remnants of the buildings, uh, kind of rubble all around. You see some, it looks like kind of piles of rubble, like it's been hauled away or kind of moved about. Um, on the far side of the canyon, kind of away from where you are, you do see a, a stone wall um, over there. But it looks pretty pretty well ransacked. Looks like an excavation site. <laughs> yeah. It, that, I mean, that's a pretty good read. Mm-hmm. Um, does it look like it was abandoned? Uh, roll a perception check for me again. Okay. Or an investigation check. Your pick. Um, what do I add to investigate? Uh, whatever your modifier is for the investigate skill. I Intelligence. Don't Intelligence, yeah. Okay, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, I rolled an 18. I don't have any modifiers to add sure. for either perception or uh, investigation. <laughs> with, this, it, it, with that check, it actually looks almost like this was like an an earthquake you couldn't quite get that from the from the gate before but mm-hmm. now that you've kind of gotten in and gotten a closer look it looks like like a lot of this just kind of fell down um, because of an earthquake you can just kind of tell by the way things are kind of toppled and, and moved about okay mm-hmm. uh i'm getting some real bad feels you guys mm. uh i agree I mean, we're supposed to warn somebody, but it doesn't seem like anybody's here, here to, to warn. To warn. How much so, deeper does the does the thing go? So across from where you just entered the gate, across the settlement, you see another wall with an opening. It's about a, a ten foot high wall that's partially collapsed. Ooh. Okay. Well, we should go like 
see if we hear anybody, I guess. Sure. You head towards the wall. You see a couple more of the dwarf statues flanking the wall here, the kind of opening between. You can't tell if this was a doorway or a gate any longer. It's pretty well uh, picked apart. Um, but as you head through... Uh, you actually do see a couple of dwarves kind of sitting in there. So there are, in addition to the two dwarves, they look like they're both just kind of eating rations. There are a couple of really large rubble piles in this area um, that kind of are, it's almost like a, a temple courtyard that you've stepped into that goes on into the inside of a temple now. We're seeing this through? Through this oh, gate or this opening okay. in the wall. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Can we fit through? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's plenty okay. big. I want to go say hi. Yeah. Uh, knock, knock. <laughs> <laughs> Probably so, not good to scare them. <laughs> the uh, the two dwarves kind of, they do jump just a little bit. Like, oh, one of them who uh, looks to be a little bit older and a little bit grayer than the other says, uh, uh, what, what, brings, what brings the three of you uh, up here? There's We're a dragon friend. We're here to warn you. We're here to warn you. <laughs> oh, oh, slow down, partner. Why does everyone around Fandolin say partner? That's what I'm wondering about right now. <laughs> now, <laughs> oh man, weird day. My name's Dazlin Grayshard. This here's my my friend and business partner, Norbus Ironrune. We're here looking for treasure. I I don't think we want to go anywhere too quick. You don't want to go. Why Why don't you want to go anywhere too quick? Well, there's treasure, and I love treasure. Uh, agreed, and I love friends. money. <laughs> Why? Is, what's the danger? The, a dragon? Oh my, not that. I'm pretty sure that's just a legend. There's no dragons around here. It hasn't been in 1,200 years or so. Somebody said they saw a white dragon around here. Holy in shit, there's... There's, there's a dragon? We gotta get out of here, bro! <laughs> oh, oh, Norbus, you just piped down now. Your voice is real grinded on my ears. <laughs> now, don't mind them. There's no dragon. Look... Listen, there's some treasure in here, but we we ran into a little trouble. Would you mind just going in? You look like real able-bodied adventurers, and my my joints aren't what they used to be. I'm rightly sore. Would you mind just going in and and taking care of uh, the the bad the baddies in there, cleared out? That way we can get in and out safe in no time. What what kind of baddies? Well, I'll tell you what. Look here. And they hold out uh, two stones, actually. And, and you can tell by looking at these that they're sending stones, which mm -hmm. you can use as communication devices, which is a pretty cool magical item. He says, I'll, we'll give you these sending stones if you go in and take care of it. Now, I, I'll be quite frank. I'm, I'm not an adventurer. I'm a, I like to dig. So I'm not totally sure what it was, but it was real, real goopy. Real, <laughs> real goop. Goopy. Yeah, real, a real stinky gooper. <laughs> Go in stinky and, take... and goopy? Well, not particularly stinky, but that might have been just me. It was a long days of labor, <laughs> but real, real goopy. You just go in and kill it, would you? And then we'll get the treasure. And you what can you have think, these stones. Guys, these stones might be helpful. They sound pretty dope. But um, uh, quick, quick question, Dazlin. Um, is it just you and Norbus here, or do you guys have more of a a team. I, I thought that there was like a whole archaeological no. crew out here. It's we've just got you a, two? We've got a dream team. It's me and Norbus. Just, just you two. Okay. Well, um... I'll tell you what. You take care of that goop and any other uh, 
creepy crawlies you run into, and you could have these stones. You got a deal? Um, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. We already warned him, right? But don't you Are we want? Done? Is the job Don't done? you want more treasure? Maybe. I, I mean, just want to make sure the first part of the job is done. How about how about how about this? Dazzlin, Norbis, mm. friends, yeah, dwarves, yeah. mountain mountain brethren, yeah. Um, how about you go back to town, and then we'll bring you the treasure, because we're real concerned about you being up here and getting eaten and or captured by a dragon. Are you sure? Uh, you do that for us? I mean, we have to go back to town anyways. And how do I know you won't take the treasure and, and just head uh, head out of here? Do you know, do you know, uh, Toblin? Stonehill? <laughs> Look, <laughs> do I know Toblin? I'm from Fandolin. Okay, well, we are, like, newly BFFs. I love that dude. He's so cool. Oh, also, yeah. delicious goulash. And Yo, you've had Toblin's goulash, have you? Uh, have I? Life-changing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can ever it make goulash on my own It makes you strong as a giant. <laughs> I'm Look how strong today. I am. But yeah, we're cool with him, and so, you know, we gotta go back and see him anyways. Uh, that was the plan after we came to warn you, so mm. we'll just meet you back there? Is that is that cool? Alright, I'll tell you what, you head in, get the get any treasure you can find, take care of the, the creepy crawlies and the goop, so we can come back after this dragon nonsense blows over, and we'll meet you back at the town. Perfect. And we'll split the treasure. Sure. And even better. And you I can mean, have these great. stones still. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. well, you know, well, we don't even know what. Are you going to split yet. that treasure with me? I'm not going to take your treasure, dude. Uh, okay. I, I love treasure. My job here is to get you safe. Mm-hmm. And I only have two arms, and I've already got to carry these two small fries, <laughs> so I can't carry oh, two more yeah. small fries. So I know what that's like with Norbis here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll head on back towards uh, Fandlin. We'll see you there. See you there. All right. Wait, uh, wait, wait. Did we just wh- turn down splitting the treasure? No, 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 no. I, I'm taking some of that treasure. Yeah, he said. Well, well, yeah. Whoa, look, whoa, look, whoa, look, whoa, look. whoa, 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 whoa. The treasure is still all hypothetical at this point. When the treasure becomes real treasure, then we'll make some decisions about the treasure. But and right we now, can, we can bring them back some. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I just. What's that now? I just not no. You're gonna get your treasure. I want our confirmed fifty gold from uh, Harbin Wester. So at least we know we got that. Back, yeah, we got that. That's that is you know hard evidence proof that we we did that job. So we'll for sure get the payment for that. Yeah, if we left them out here and they died, the the money would would be gone. We can't prove that we warned them and he chose to stay. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Look, uh, I, I don't I don't really care about treasure much, but, uh, you know, that's uh, future treasure. <laughs> we'll decide when we when it becomes presents. Present to presents. I was just asking because it sounded like you like you turned down his offer. Is that that's that's not final then? Just making sure. As Look, me, uh, as an observer. <laughs> Look, Pierce. I'm a you know we're we're new friends. I wouldn't I wouldn't claim to make decisions on behalf of all of us. I just uh, you know want to make sure we uh, we do a good job for the job board so that we can get a new job on the job board because that's how jobs work. 
<laughs> All right, are the dwarves gone yet, or are they still here? The dwarves are gone. Okay, okay. So now we just need to decide what are we going to do. So let's go in there. All right. Fight those stinky goopies, right? So you, <laughs> fight the stinky goopies. So you walk into the kind of foyer, and uh, what you notice, there are kind of a couple of really big double doors again. There are spikes that are hammered into the floor, holding them open. And then as you walk into this hallway, you, you notice actually something a little bit uh, a little bit suspicious. So you've got another set of double doors straight ahead of you that are, again, held open by spikes. But to your left, you can see what was clearly a secret door that kind of matched into the wall, the stone wall, really nicely that, that the dwarves must have found and popped open. And that leads into a different hallway. So you can go either straight through the double doors or you can turn left through the secret door that the dwarves found. Does Bonk fit through the secret door? Yeah. Uh, let's see. So actually in here, the ceilings are about 10 feet high and this hallway is about five feet wide. So Bonk would be fine. Okay. Secret door. So you walk in and there's really not a lot in here. It's a pretty much empty room that's covered in rubble from the destruction that clearly took place here. But it does give you an idea that there's clearly more to this temple than what meets the eye. But there's nothing else to find in this room. Do I want to investigate? You certainly could. Yeah. Would you like to look for something specific? You said there was more than meets the eye. It does seem that way. Yeah. (laughs) I rolled a two. (laughs) You you don't find anything out of the ordinary. You do find a very very nice round rock, though. I add it to my bag. You got it. So do we all roll? Like, do we all yeah, to go, investigate? Go ahead okay. and uh, everyone roll an investigate check for me as you kind of go back into the hallway where you started. Fifteen. Okay. Uh, with the fifteen, actually, opposite the side of the hall where the first secret door was, you find another secret door that had not been popped open yet. Oh, yeah. Okay. What do we want to do, team? Going in? Another secret door? There's another secret secret door? Yeah. It's over here. Wow. I found a rock. (laughs) We should definitely go through the secret door, though, right? I want to go. Let's go. Secret door. Let's do it. All right. You head through the secret door. It goes forward about 10 feet and then slightly banks to the left. And this continues to be a pretty narrow five-foot hallway that goes for about another 30 feet and then takes another left uh, to what you see you're in about like a 30 foot hallway that has one door on the left hand side and a door at the end of the hallway Mm. Mm. Uh, I'm going to say at this point um, that you two are walking in front of me because you're both smaller than me (laughs) Uh, so I'm going to let you two decide which door we go through. Okay. Uh, we go left. We t- okay. T- door on the left. Yep. You go through, and this is a normal door that takes mm-hmm. you through a pr- really short 10 foot hallway to the back side of another secret door. We found a shortcut. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Keep going. So you go through 
And this takes you into kind of the temple room. So in front of you, you see four columns that kind of are in the center of the room. And then off a little bit towards your right, there is a, a uh, what are they called? Like an altar, basically. And on top of that altar, kind of just gooping around, you see just a big goop. Uh, the technical term being a jelly. Jelly. A goop. It's just kind of gooping around a little bit. Um, you see it kind of like absorbing bones of uh, what look like dwarves who were already in here and dead. Just kind of uh, just absorbing them. Goop. Uh, is it, You said it's on the like altar area? Yep. Is there anything else up there? Nope. Is there anything else in the room? Just those uh, those four columns... Um, but otherwise, that's it. You've kind of come out of a secret door on the south side of this room. Um, the, you see there's a door towards the east. That's the door that you originally were looking through. But otherwise, there's just those four columns, an altar, and a jelly kind of squished along on the uh, altar. Oof. Well, I don't even see any treasure. I'm lost. <laughs> Did we miss any doors? Where's the treasure? There's the one door at the end of that hallway. Should we go back and check that? Isn't that one this one? There's one more door left that you haven't checked yet. Backtrack and go through the door we didn't go through. You go through it, and uh, this opens up into what you can tell is a collapsed hallway. Uh, there's just tons of debris that's kind of blocking it. Mm. Well... I mean, I guess we could go kill that goop, but I kind of feel like, why should we kill the goop? Bonk, would you roll a perception check for me? Bonk rolls a 15. With a 15, you can tell that this was clearly a a hallway that goes to somewhere else. And although this collapsed, uh, you know that someone of your sort of stature would be able to probably kind of move this stuff about if you worked at it for a bit. Are there any gaps that we could move that we could get through if we were smaller? Yeah, roll a perception check for me, would you, Pierce? Ouch. <laughs> okay, that's a 13. With a 13, you actually do notice a smaller uh, gap kind of off towards the right near the bottom as, as Bach is kind of moving and sizing up some of these bigger boulders. As they move one aside, you do see there's a small tunnel that you look like looks like you could squeeze through. I squeeze through. <laughs> You squeeze through, and uh, you get through, and you actually have to go quite a bit, probably about 10 or 15 feet. You're kind of like squeezing and squirming through, and it probably, if you're afraid of you know tight places, gets a little uncomfortable, and your bag maybe gets stuck at one point. But as you kind of work at it, you do make your way through, and you find yourself in a the kind of the other side of this hallway slash room, and there is a door in front of you, and then you see the skeleton of a dwarf priest who's wearing this very old, rotted uh, leather armor um, who clearly looks like they were killed um, by the collapse in the room. There's kind of rocks that have come down on top of them. And uh, that's what you see. This doesn't look like a treasure to, to, to Pierce. Could this be the treasure? Also, I'm all alone. Where is, where is Darkfeet at? Darkfeet... 
Darkfeet's taking a moment uh, to just gather their thoughts. Uh, roll, roll an investigate check for me, would you, on the corpse? Okay. That is a 14. Uh, with a 14, you actually notice pretty quickly that there is uh, a holy symbol, actually, around the neck uh, on a necklace of this dwarf that okay. is, looks, looks very ornate. Okay. And it has some dwarvish runes inscribed into it. Looks like treasure to me. Do you read dwarvish? No. Okay. <laughs> bring it, bring it back over to us. Maybe. Um, yeah. Maybe Darkfeet recognizes the dwarvish, and I also have a. I guess as a monk, I have a religion proficiency. So, if it's a religious symbol, I might recognize it, even if I can't read dwarvish. Maybe. All right. Pierce brings it back. All right, so you, you tunnel your way back through. As a reminder, there was a door in that room, too. Just don't want you to forget that. Um, you make your way back through, and uh, Bonk, you're able to take a peek at this thing, and you do recognize it as a, a religious symbol of uh, Abathor, actually. Um, and you're sort of able to puzzle over it with some of your knowledge and, and some of your studies as uh, being a hermit and kind of work out that the runes uh, roughly translate to greed is good. Hmm. Okay, I pass. I pass that information on. Um, did you see anything else on the other side of the the rubble, Pierce? There's a door. There's a door. There's a door. Mm, mm. Big old door. But I don't want to go alone. <laughs> no, no, we don't want you to do that by yourself. Um, I'm going. I mean, to... I could take them, but I don't want to go alone. <laughs> Well, it'll, it'll be hard for you to carry out all the treasure afterwards, right? If there's a treasure. I hope there's a treasure. I hope there's a treasure, too. Okay, I'm going to um, move some more of the rubble around so that it's uh, easy for Dark Feet and Pierce to get through. and you know, Maybe not easy for me to get through, but at mm-hmm. least doable for me to get through. Yeah, it probably takes a couple hours, realistically, okay. to kind of shuffle this about. But you're able to do it working kind of as in tandem. And you're able to clear out enough so that you can get through to the other side of the room where the corpse is, and uh, you're able to access the door. Let's go through the door. You go through the door, and you find yourself in another hallway. So straight across from you, there's another door. And to your left, you see it goes down to a secret door. To your right, you see it goes down into what looks like a larger room. So many doors. So many doors. You've got secret large door, room, r- treasure, large room, large room, treasure. You do head and the, kind of orienting you. This feels like what would be the furthest room in, kind of to give you that sense of direction back. Um, so you get down into this large room, and this is about a twenty-five by twenty-five foot, um, kind of a squarish type room. And on your left-hand side of the room, in kind of a little um, like enclave in the room, there is a statue, and. Uh, the, on the right-hand side of the room, there's also an enclave, and there's just a pile of rubble sitting there. Hmm. 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 I'm I'm percepting <laughs> with a ten. With a ten, you you are you looking at the room generally or at the statue? Um, generally. You don't. Get a lot. I mean, it just kind of looks like this probably was... Uh, <laughs> it looks where, like a room. It looks like a room. This You get the idea that this <laughs> is probably where treasure would have been kept. 
Mm-hmm. How big is this pile of rubble? Uh, the pile of rubble, it, you get the sense that it probably was like a matching statue compared to the one that's on the other side of the room. Gotcha. So there's nothing like under it. No, not in the rubble. It, you can search around, but it's just a. It's just basically the same statue. It looks like but broken apart. Okay. Go back and do the other door. Look around I sh- here. I should maybe add some extra details about the statue if you're not going to look at it closely. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Just look <laughs> so at statue. <laughs> the statue. And I think, Pierce, especially you, this would have caught your eye. So this is a, a statue of a dwarf who has horns, um, which is unusual. You've not seen this before. And who's looking really greedily uh, at their outstretched hand. And in their hand is a very beautiful green gem that is just glowing brilliantly. How did how I, I miss that? <laughs> You, 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 the the broken one caught your attention almost certainly and it's a little dark in here too but this thing is really catching the light and sparkling for you hmm bonk take it did we take it okay take it. so it's just in in the statue's hands yeah it's holding it almost as if it's like holding out to you like it's it's arm and Ooh. hand is outstretched towards you this feels like a Big old trap if we take that treasure. <laughs> but I want to take it. I want to take I it. I do also want it. Okay. Hmm. 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 Hoist me up. I'm going to take it. Um. Well, you know, I found a nice rock earlier. Maybe we can just exchange it? Yes. Indiana Jones style? Is that a, <laughs> is that a reference <laughs> you guys get? It's my favorite play. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Um... Let's do it. Mm. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give one of my nice round rocks to Pierce, and I'm gonna hoist him up so he can he can do the Indiana Jones exchange. Okay, Pierce. Is there a sleight of hand skill? I can't remember all the skills off the top of my head. Uh, yes. Yes. Make a it sleight stacks. of hand check for me. Okay. So you roll and then add your dexterity bonus. Yep. <laughs> a five. All right. <laughs> With a five, uh, you, right as you're making the switch, the uh, round stone actually rolls out of your hand because you're so enamored by this by this beautiful gem. <laughs> it's um, so pretty. But, I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. Your, uh, your, your, your enamoration, that's not a word. How enamored you are quickly turns to distress as the uh, gem quickly crumbles to dust and uh you both hear hear a very quick vibration and then uh everyone make a dexterity saving throw for me which is uh Uh, your uh a d20 plus your plus your dexterity saving throw modifier which is just your dex modifier plus your proficiency bonus if you're proficient in that okay um i have an additional plus two for strength and dexterity saving throws. Okay. So I rolled a 10, and then I have plus two normal dexterity modifier, and then plus two more, so 14. Okay. How about everyone else? Okay, so I rolled a... 14. Okay. I rolled a 12, and then dexterity zero, and then which one was it? No. What am I looking at? If you're proficient in that skill, you can add your proficiency modifier, or proficiency bonus, I mean. Where are those? 
Uh, your proficiency bonus right now is just plus two, and gotcha. each depending on what class and race you are, you have different bonuses. But where would I? See? Okay, so where would I see that? Uh, I think there's generally oh the saving like, throws, the saving yeah, throws. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yep. Nope. So it's a twelve. Okay, so you all actually uh, aren't quite quick enough to evade this, <gasps> as this statue oh, no. absolutely explodes. Oh no! Uh, and uh, and uh, let's let's roll for damage here. To see. Everyone takes 11 points of damage. How does that do? <gasps> what? Which is <laughs> maybe too much. Uh, I'm dead. Okay. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm not. Wouldn't, wouldn't most of the damage, if the statue explodes, most of it would hit me and Pierce, right? Right, that's true. Uh, Darkfeet wouldn't have b- probably been close enough. Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. Because uh, you yeah, actually, that's a great point. The two of you would have absorbed pretty much the whole impact as you're tossed across the room. Um, yep. Okay, so 11 damage. Uh, I have two hit points. Me too. Okay. So you both uh, hit We're pretty alive. good. <laughs> but uh, but, but you, you, you're able to kind of recover. And uh, as you're kind of getting up and you see, it feels like you're seeing double almost a little bit. And then you kind of look at the other statue and see that's probably exactly what happened with that one as well. Um, and there's no other treasure oh. left in this room. Oh, boy, howdy. We got played, y'all. No treasure. Um, there's a door, door in another room. Right? There there's is a, a door. secret door, right? You, yep, you head back uh, into the hallway, and you head into the secret door, and that actually takes you right behind the altar uh, where you see the jelly just happily... Um, kind of consuming the remnants of uh, these old dwarven bones. Hmm. More, more jellies. And actually from this angle, speaking of that, you do see a second jelly that was above the secret door where you were before. Looks like it probably would have dropped on your head if you stepped out. So <laughs> it, it, how possible? So it's possible if they were eating the bones before, that means they could have devoured the, tre- the treasure, correct? It's possible. Okay. We would only know that if we killed the jelly. You, a... They're actually pretty much transparent. You don't see any jelly any oh, treasure okay. in them. Um okay. if they they did consume some, it probably it, if this did happen, you would know they probably would have like it it goes away. It kind of just erodes it over time. Gotcha. So there's yeah. no treasure in them either. Nope. Okay. Hmm. Mm. I think those dwarves lied to us. <laughs> There's no I treasure in here. I'm very interested with this Abathor necklace that says greed is good. Greed is good. <laughs> well, yeah, but then why didn't we get rewarded for taking the glowing gem and instead I have a lot of wounds <laughs> <laughs> and I'm very sleepy. <laughs> um mm. Maybe mm-hmm. we, maybe we, maybe the jellies will spit out the treasure. I don't know. No, they don't have any inside. Jellies, jellies, mm. jellies eat treasure faster than they eat corpses. Mm. They have fine tastes that way. <laughs> Very sophisticated. Bonk and Pierce are almost dead. Um, uh, I, yeah, I mean, I gotta. I gotta take a nap. Let's go eat some goulash. <laughs> <laughs> short rest. You, you can take a short rest if you'd like. 
Um, okay, yeah, let's uh, let's take a short rest. And um, who has? Um, I guess the highest investigation. I have plus one. Plus one. Okay, so um, I don't know. Maybe both of you guys should try and see if the necklace can reveal anything else to us, or if it looks like we can put it anywhere. If there's like a a switch or a hole. Oh, the altar. The altar. The altar might have something. Yeah. Do some investigation. It does have a jelly on it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess we should just kill the jelly. I feel bad, though, because it's like we kind of busted into the jelly's house, and now we're going to kill the jelly. That feels kind of mean. So we're not taking a short rest? Not yet? You I, guys should take a short yeah, rest. Yeah, no, I, I need to take a... Yeah, I got to rest. Okay. So mine says... I do... What do I do? I hit the short rest button. It says yeah. fighter, hit die... 1d10. So then you roll a d10 and add that back to your hit points. Seven. There you go. So you take seven back. Woo. Plus, you had your three temporary ones before, just as a reminder. Yeah. I lost I lost those. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. it's a good thing you had them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. I, my hit die is uh, 1d8, so I'm rolling that. I got five. There you go. So you take so. five back. So now you're I ready. Have seven. Ready to HP. spread this jelly. Let's yeah. do it. All right. Do you walk over and just smoke this thing uh, with your weaponry? What's your approach on this thing? It looks like it's not really paying a lot of attention to you. Yeah, like can I can I can we just investigate the the altar, or is it covering up too much of it? No, it, it's a pretty big gob of goo. Mm. All right. Well. I'm going to pull a torch out of my backpack, and I'm going to light that torch, and I'm going to throw that lit torch on a jelly. (laughs) Okay. Burn Uh, it down. I'm writing minus one torch. (laughs) I like that. I I like that idea a lot. Okay. Uh, Everyone roll for initiative. Our first initiative roll, you guys. <laughs> so what do I roll? Your, D20. Yep, roll D20. your D20 and add your initiative number, which should be up towards the top. I have a 12. Okay. Eight. Okay. 21. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bonk is the winner. Bonk, uh, since you started, that makes good sense. Uh you throw your your flamey torch uh, at the jelly. Um, unfortunately, it just sort of absorbs it. Mm. It's like, hmm, I love torches. Nom, nom, nom. It doesn't seem to do a lot. Go ahead and take your normal attack round, though, or turn, though. Um, okay, then I'm going to... Hmm. Uh, then I'm going to pick up some loose rubble. Okay. And um, because I'm a monk, I get to do two attacks. So I'm going to pick up a big rock in each hand, and I'm going to toss both of those at the the goo. Good. So let's go ahead and do uh, two improvised throwing attacks. So let's start with the first one. Go ahead and roll a d20 and add your strength modifier. 
Oof. Uh... Five. <laughs> okay. That one, uh, as you're sort of just pissed as the it ate your torch, that one goes pretty wide. Go ahead and throw your second rock. Um, That is 16. That rock is a direct hit. Go ahead and roll damage, which I think with an improvised rock is just a D4 plus your strength modifier. Oh, I gotta grab a D4. Listen to my dice. All right, we got two plus, you said my strength modifier? Yep. Five damage. All right. Uh, you whip this rock, and uh, it makes pretty good contact as it makes kind of like a noise as it sort of sinks into the... And uh, you can tell that did hurt it. It's it's sort of turning and starting to shamble toward the three of you now. Uh, go ahead, Darkfeet. You're next in the order. All right. How about how far is this thing away from us? This thing's about 10 feet from you right now. Okay, I'm trying to decide if I'm going to shoot it or I'm gonna I'm gonna go near it. I'm gonna I'm gonna get it with my uh, my rapier. All right, get that rapier out and and do some do some slashing at it or poking at it. Poke to- the jelly. Totally. Go ahead and uh, roll for your attack. Oh fuck. <laughs> Natural one. All right. Uh, with a natural one, you're you're feeling a little bit of bravado because you're like, <laughs> these these two losers got blowed up by a statue. I'm going to probably be okay. <laughs> and so uh, you launch out with your rapier, um, but actually the jelly, you're towards the edge of it, and it sort of just like uh, manipulates its body, so it makes like a circle around where your rapier is going to hit, and that uh, stabs right into the side of the altar, uh, and it feels like it's a little bit stuck. Oh no! Pierce, go ahead. <laughs> okay, I was just like, I don't think I have any weapons. Is that is that? A uh, no. As a as a fighter, you would start with uh, a great oh. sword or uh, a regular sword. I mean, a long sword or it didn't automatically give them to you. Oh, go okay. on to equipment, and then it gives you your starting equipment, and it'll let you know how to choose which. Also, have. since you're a gnome, I think you have to take a, a smaller. Yeah. You probably weapon. can't take any great weapons. No. They're bigger than you. Yeah, because yes. I... Okay. Starting equipment. It just gave me clothes, tra- traveler's clothes, and jeweler's tools. Is that, is that there right? There should be a way to do... Oh, fighter starting equipment. Okay, chainmail yeah. or armor. Okay. Oh, I see. That should probably adjust your AC, too, once you have that. Let me see. So I'll go with chainmail, obviously, because it blends in with my piercings. <laughs> uh, two martial weapons? What? Two hand axes. What, what kind of weapon do you want Pierce to use? A sword? Axe? Nice. Yeah. Yep, I've got two hand axes. So I'm doing nice. You're gonna do two axes. Okay. Yep. Are you gonna run up and hit with those, or are you gonna try to throw them? Let me see. Why is it giving me? Okay, so it's giving me chainmail or, or armor, and then a martial weapon and a shield, or two martial weapons. So that would be like if you want a sword and a shield, or two swords if you wanted to do a wield. But then after that, it also says a light crossbow or two hand axes, and then 
Is that yeah. correct? So okay. you okay. Yeah, you get multiple weapons. Okay, okay. Yeah, hand, hand axes you can use either as uh, melee mm-hmm. weapons or throwing weapons. Beautiful. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what I can choose from here... I don't know. Let's go with... Let's go with another axe. Nice. <laughs> axe. I'm all axes. I two love great it. axes and two hand axes. <laughs> okay. There we go. Okay, now we're talking. Okay, so what do I roll? So roll your d20. Mm-hmm. What what weapon are you going to attack with? The one of the great axes. All right. I think you're actually technically too small to use a great axe, but I think it's so Is hilarious that, that I'm going to allow okay. it. Okay. Um, because I love the idea of you wielding an axe that's actually physically larger than you. Um, so <laughs> go ahead and, and attack, use your d20, and then next to where you, it lists your great axe under your weapons, it should say have an attack bonus. Mm-hmm. Well, it says uh, under my actions, I have a bonus action, which is, which is two weapon fighting. Is that is that why it's letting me do that? The great axe? Uh, no, no. That just yeah. has to do with um, oh. your ability to use two weapons to fight if you want. Not okay. two great axes. You have to hold that with two hands. Okay. So So I think it's, it's, it's your strength. Roll your d20 and add your strength modifier and then add two more. Okay. 17 on the roll. Okay. Two strength modifier. All right. And then two more on top of that? Yes. Okay. That's so, 21. So that's your attack roll. So what we do is compare that to whoever you're attacking's armor class. Okay. And you've actually go, exceeded their armor class by double. So okay. you've got a critical hit now. So I think a great Ooh. axe is actually a D12 is the damage die for a great axe. Okay. So roll two D12 and add your strength modifier. Two D12s. That's 14 plus my strength modifier? Yes. 16. So you do 16 damage to this thing. And it's awesome. You sort of just uh, plant your great axe right into kind of the biggest, squishiest part of this thing. And uh, <laughs> it sort of like makes like a kind of squeaky jelly noise as you have uh, recognize you've taken out almost half of its hit points. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> Nice. Um, and the jelly uh, responds. Yeah, it moves towards you and kind of forms actually what looks like almost a great axe like the one that you just hit it with. Um, and, and it's kind of out of its amorphous blob and uh, kind of strikes down at you, Pierce, with this blob. And it, it misses. Okay. So that takes us back to Bonk. Bonk. Bonk's thinking. (laughs) Bonk is thinking about the move. Sorry, I forgot I was muted. Um, (laughs) uh, I was was looking up um, the the rules for gnomes, and gnomes can use... um, They they can use bigger weapons or normal-sized weapons, but um, if it has a heavy property then their attack rolls are with disadvantage. Oh, okay. So a great axe is 1d12, but it is heavy and two-handed. Um, but, Pierce, if you switch to a battle axe, it's a 1d8, but you wouldn't take any... It's only four pounds, so you would be fine using that. And uh, I, in theory, you could u- use two at that point. That still wouldn't be too heavy. 
but it doesn't say I have a disadvantage here. Like, well, there's one thing that I took that is marked with disadvantage. Nothing else here is marked disadvantage. Why is it disadvantage? Um, because it weighs a lot. So, and it's uh, it's a heavy weapon, and it's two-handed. So, you are very small. It is bigger than you. Yeah, it's it's like it's like physics. Whereas, like, y- you can be tough as hell, but at a certain point, it's like weight balance is not balanced <laughs> um but it's up to it's up to brandon he's oh, yeah. he is dm boss man if, god of axes if you like the uh great axe i think we'll negate it for now because i i still think it's hilarious well i'm just right? i'm just i'm just trying to see like there's all these things here on the on the sheet like two weapon fighting and i don't know like some one thing has me at disadvantage i don't know why i wouldn't mark it I'm not sure either. If it did. What what is marked as disadvantage? The the chainmail that I have that I took. <laughs> that gives you a disadvantage on your stealth rolls. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I I don't know how the the online roller thing works. Um. But just what I'm reading about fifth edition is that that would be the rules for uh, a gnome. Okay. So that's I think it's prioritizing fighter rules instead of gnome rules. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like like I said, it's it's up to. I, I mean, the easiest fix for this is we'll just say it's like you have a great axe, but it's got a really short handle. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Eh? <laughs> eh? Uh, uh, we got a fix. There we go. <laughs> uh-huh. Bonk, what do well, you it's, do? It's done. We did the, the damage. I'm done. Uh, Bonk is gonna um pick up one big rock with both hands and just sort of lob it onto the jelly all right go ahead and make that uh, uh within melee range is that kind of what you're thinking yeah yeah okay. like you know just sort of a, a let it fall out of my hands on top of it absolutely go but ahead trying to you know try not to get my my feet wet go ahead and uh <laughs> make an attack roll attack roll we have um that's uh, plus my strength bonus right right, right? okay uh 20 uh, that is a, also a critical hit. So go ahead and roll two d six for this one. I'm bumping this rock up to d six damage as opposed to d four because it's big. Okay, getting out my d six. That is a four. And you said roll it twice. Right. For a and critical two, hit. Two six. All right, this thing is really starting to look squishy. Uh, <laughs> goopier than usual especially goopy it's starting to lose a little bit of its form dark feet uh what do you do your rapier is stuck in the side of this altar <laughs> well i'm gonna use my dagger then very good because <laughs> uh, i've got two of those so i'm gonna take my dagger and try and hit this jelly with the dagger i'll come back for the rapier later <laughs> sounds good go ahead and make an attack roll that is an 18. That is also a critical hit. Go ahead and roll your damage uh, for a crit with a dagger. Uh... Which should be 2d4 plus your dex modifier plus proficiency bonus, which is 2. And so that's 3 plus 2 plus my dex modifier Yes, is a 6 total. And then actually minus 2 off of that. I'm sorry. You don't get okay. your proficiency bonus so for four. damage. Okay. Four. okay. Four damage. Very good. This thing's really starting to look uh, squishy again. Pierce, you're you're up again. Okay. What am I? What am I rolling? 
Uh, well, d- depending on what you want to do, do you want to hit it with your great axe again? I'm doing the same thing, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Go ahead and roll for attack again. So roll that d20 plus your strength modifier plus proficiency bonus. Okay, 14 plus 2. Plus 2, I think. Yeah. So uh, 18. 18, that's a yep. critical hit. Go ahead and roll for damage again with double damage dice. That's 2d... 2d12 plus, 2D your, plus your strength modifier, yep. 11 plus 2, 13. And as you sort of plant this great axe into this thing again, uh, it, um, what's the right word for this? Splatters, I guess. <laughs> it totally loses its, uh, its form as, as the three of you are completely covered uh, in, in jelly. It goops. We got Nickelodeon slimed. Yeah, that's exactly what it's like. So, so while I'm trying to pull my rapier out, I want to look, try to figure out the history of the origin of the stonework on this altar. Sure. Uh, go ahead and, and do a strength check for me. And it's okay, actually for, for pulling the rapier you out. You got mm-hmm. it. And it's actually a wooden altar. Oh, it's wooden. Mm-hmm. Well, that, Good thing that, that torch got sucked up. and that, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a four. Well, with a four, you're not quite able to, uh, to pop that out. Damn. Let me help. Go ahead. Thanks, Bonk. <laughs> uh, 15. With a 15, uh, you're actually able to get it. And because, Bonk, you're especially strong, uh, you actually rip the whole top off of this altar. Oh, no! Uh, <laughs> Whoops. And, and expose, though, uh, a secret compartment that was underneath <gasps> the lid. Oh. What is it? Inside, you find 15 beautiful gemstones you guys there Greatest was treasure <laughs> there was treasure all right 15 gems Mm-hmm. there you go now what do you do Woo! we're gonna we're gonna take those gems right guys yes yeah you can hold them <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can hold the gems, huh? I'm gonna, uh, as I, I'm gonna pull the gems out and hand them just a big old handful <laughs> to you, to uh, Dark Feet, and then I'm gonna turn around and go back and check the rubble out, and make sure there's not any more nice stones that I can pick up. Go ahead, awesome. go ahead and do an investigate check for me. Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, 20! <laughs> a natural 20. You find the most absolutely perfect... Is this a stone you have in mind for throwing at, um, at an enemy? Or what's the function of this stone? I just want to... You know, I'm looking in rubble. I want to find a good one. It's just right for whatever it's you just want. Right. This stone is just <laughs> perfect right. Let's say it's just, it's just like a perfect egg. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. Very good. You found your treasure too, Bonk. Yay! Okay, so you successfully solved my jelly puzzle. You've, I'll, I'll give you a little hint, you found the treasure. Uh, <laughs> is there anything else you want to do in this creepy, creepy place? I'm still curious about this, uh, the, the greed is good sure. thing. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. What do you all think? Is there anything else going on there? I don't know. I mean, I guess we could give it to Dazlin and Norbus. 
but it feels like a part of a bigger thing. Yeah. Which is good. Could, took all, good. We took all Could 15. Could I get anything from investigating the, the like, like taking a look at the stonework of the building of the temple or whatever we're in? There are some carvings, I guess, near the altar and the walls that you could t- investigate. Okay. Can I investigate the altar too? Like further sure. investigate? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be greedy. I, I, this isn't enough. Is there anything under that? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, there, there's no more treasure. Under there's no it. more treasure. There's oh, just okay. a lot of uh, corpses of dwarves. Is pretty much all you're finding at this point. Rubble and and dwarven corpses. And you really just are in the carvings. You're really finding more just carvings of Abathor. Um, I don't know that any of you would maybe know this. Um, why don't you all of you roll a history check for me? Is it Three. a history check on stonework? <laughs> sure. All history right. history check and, is a and, d20. Oh, the checks are always 20s? So, yes. Mm-hmm. And so Darkfeet, you can actually go with advantage too because you are a dwarf. Okay, well, so far I've got an 18 plus 6. The so whole, let me see if I do better than that. You just see into the future. I got another 18 plus 6, so that's what I get. <laughs> what? 24. I'm a, I'm a 19 plus 3. Yeah, Okay, 22. so, uh, Pierce, I'm not exactly sure how you have so much dwarven knowledge, but between you and, <laughs> and Darkfeet, um, you you are familiar with Abathor, and as you've kind of recovered and rested from the explosion and fighting the jelly and so on and so forth you're kind of collecting your thoughts and remember that this is a, a, a pretty evil dwarven god um who's specifically the god of greed and you recognize that this is probably a secret temple to this evil dwarven god they generally weren't so open um about the kind of practice or following of this god and you know that abathor specifically is always appeased by either sacrifices of blood or sacrifices of gemstones. Hmm. 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 Friends, this is not a good place. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess we can, we can leave now, right? We got the treasure. We, we killed a jelly. We killed the jelly. Yep. Um, yeah, I said, go, let's go. Let's go. Uh, oof. Um, when we go back through the semi-collapsed hallway, mm-hmm. I would like to sort of re-collapse it in that it's not e- easy for people to get through again after us. Okay. You can easily do that. Excellent. So strong. So strong, um, oh, yeah. so, strong. so awesome. <laughs> All right. So you are, uh, you're heading out. You're ready to go. Get out of the place. Um, I assume you're not really, is there, just to give you the opportunity, is there anything else that you want to stop and do on your way out? Or are you kind of ready to, to be done with this thing? Um, <laughs> I kind of want to, no tray, no treasure inside. <laughs> okay. You, uh, you find some, uh kind of red uh, flowers that you kind of rub your fingers on, or maybe it's clay. You find a kind of some clay, that reddish clay, and kind of r- write that on the wall. No yeah. treasure inside. No treasure inside. All right. That's just going to attract more people. Um, and it's actually <laughs> funny that you say that, because as you're writing no treasure inside, uh, you hear uh, a wagon roll up behind you. Hmm. Hmm. 
And as you, I assume you turn around? Hello. Of course. <laughs> you turn around and, and, and you see your old friends, the two dwarves, um, the two dwarves, Dazzlin, Greyshard, and Norbus Ironrun, um, looking a little bit worse for, for wear, actually, as oh, they're, no. they're inside of a gigantic cage in the back of this wagon. Uh-oh. Um, uh, <laughs> so th- much for sending them down the hill. <laughs> that three orc are actually uh, driving this, this wagon, kind of one is pulling it along uh, as the other two are, are just kind of walking. And, uh, and, and they, they kind of look up at you, surprised to see anyone there. Hey! Uh, get out of here. You get out of here. What? Get out of here. We live here now. Our home is taken by a a dumb dragon. We live here now. The dragon moved into your house? Mm, The dragon's just everywhere. Hate dragon. Okay, where do you live? (laughs) Normally. No. No talk. (laughs) You leave. All right, well, that's not going to work for me. These are our new helpers. Dazzlin, Norbis, y- y'all all right? Uh, <clears throat> what was Dazzlin's voice? It was basically the orcs. <clears throat> not uh, not ideal. Wish we would have just stayed here, but uh, doing okay. He's kind of holding his arm. Left Remember, he was he was limp. from Fandolin, so he said he said partner. Partner. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. It's part of the Fandolin parlance. And uh, the the dwarf or the orc rather looks at you again and says, uh, "Leave now." We won't hurt you if you take off. We got helpers. We don't need you. Mm, y- yeah, your I'm, helpers are our friends. Yeah, I'm not cool with this. Bye. <laughs> hey, excuse us. They're I'm gonna, trying I'm to gonna like, drive up. the... <laughs> hold gonna, it there. Hold, I'm hold pick on. pick up a big rock and just there's, hold it. <laughs> there's no... Like... <laughs> <laughs> one of the uh, one of the other orcs who's also pretty big picks up a big rock and looks right at you. Huh? I challenge Sa- you to a rock picking up competition, <laughs> and whoever wins gets to keep the dwarf helpers. No, we hate competitions. <laughs> you guys are no fun at all. Listen, this is our home. You leave now, and uh, if you if you don't leave, we're gonna I'm gonna poke you with my poker. And uh, they all pull out scimitars. Nah, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna throw my rock at whoever is closest <laughs> to me. Okay, we're gonna call that Orc One. Orc One. Orc One, Orc Two, and Orc Three. Go ahead and make an attack roll on Orc One. Oof. Uh, ten. Uh, add your strength modifier. That is my. All right. Strike modifier. <laughs> the uh, the rock goes a little bit wide and bounces off of the cage, and uh, doesn't. Hey, partner, would would you quit? We're already beat up now. Get out of here. Save yourselves. And uh, the orcs advance. Go ahead and roll initiative, everyone. Twenty. All right. It's a twenty. The d twenty for initiative. Yeah. Yes. yes. Almost everything is a twenty. Whoa! I did twenty too. Okay. We're the same person. Which one of you wants to go first? <laughs> uh, I'm going to let Pierce go first this time. Okay. Okay. I'm going. I'm throwing my... And uh, I want to uh, throw... What? I'm sorry. I, mm-hmm. I, what I'm trying to ask, I'm forgetting mm-hmm. names. My, Bonk, my what did you My initiative is 11. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, Pierce. Okay. These orcs, three orcs are advancing on you. 
They're advancing on me. On the three of you. Yeah. Okay, so... I'm going to poke you. Hmm. So, can I throw my hand axes at the cages to try to open, <laughs> release the dwarves? Would they be any help? You know what? I think that idea is a lot of fun. I will allow you to go ahead and uh, use your turn to throw your hand axe towards the lock on the cage. Um, okay. Go ahead and uh, and make a strength throw with that. What, a D20 then? Yep. Yeah, D20. Okay. Add your strength modifier. All right. So, it's a 16 plus 2, 18. Okay. Uh, you're very close, but you don't quite get to it. And, and your hand axe bounces off the side of the cage and lands in the dirt. Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to do this turn? I have two hand axes. Uh, you, you can throw. Uh, you can throw your other one. You can make two attacks. This will just use your bonus action. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Again. You, go ahead. Make that throw. Nope. Uh, 13. Yeah, that one goes really wide. It actually uh, lands right in the dirt. doesn't even hit the cage that time. All right. Okay. After that, we've got... uh, Oops, I was looking at the wrong one. We've got Dark Feet. These orcs are about 15 feet away from you. 15 feet away. And one of them just keeps saying, I'm going to poke you as they're walking towards (laughs) the three of you. I'm going to pull out my bow. Oh, I love it. And I'm going to shoot the closest one to me. All right. That's orc one. Okay. Um, that would be 14. A 14 hits. Go ahead and roll for damage. Damage. Oh, it's a d6. Look at that. I rolled a six. So six plus one, seven. All right. Uh, that arrow flies true and actually plants itself right in the shoulder of uh, Orc 1. And he go- kind of snarls, well, that's it. I- I'm going to poke you. And uh, keeps advancing. Uh, Bonk, go ahead. Okay. I am going to use my dope-ass acrobatic skills. Love it. I'm going to do a like a throw myself forward towards the orcs and the cage into a roll and as I roll I'm gonna grab the axes that pierce through okay <laughs> and I'm going to toss them into the cage okay for our dear friends Dazlin and Norbus to please don't roll a one <laughs> yeah I will warn you, you're going to have to roll pretty high on this because you have to jump over the three orcs to get to the axes that are near the cage. Wait, I have to jump over all three of them? Yeah, they're all three between you and the cage. Okay, then I'm changing my mind. I'm going to just just roll into them. (laughs) I'm I'm going for for all of the orc legs, which are... I don't know how, how tall are orcs normally. Uh, they're about humanoid height, so six feet, I suppose. Okay, yeah, so taller on the humanoid. <laughs> so side, even yeah. even if I'm rolling, I'm definitely at like mid <laughs> mid height for all of them. So I feel like I could definitely knock some at least two of them over, right? Uh, yeah. You know what? This is a this is a little unorthodox, but I absolutely love the creativity. <laughs> so go ahead and uh, roll a um, athletics check. We'll we'll let it be strength based. Okay. And um, each of the orcs is going to contest your athletics tech um, to see if whether or not they can hop over you. Okay. Oh. All right. 
Um, my athletics is my strength. So 1922. Oh, my goodness. One of the orcs is, uh, orc one is still standing. The other two orcs go prone. Awesome. Whoa. Um, with that, though, you, you find yourself prone, and uh, Orc 1 looks pretty frustrated. Wait, uh, so he... wait. Does, does that count as my bonus action, too? Because remember, I get two, as a monk, I get two, two attacks. Plus uh, the bonus so action. That, if you take the attack action, that's true. You, you've sort of done a just, hybridized skill I just check. Did. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, so yes. I'm prone, and two of them are prone, and Orc yes. 1 is still up. Okay. Orc 1 is still up, right. Um, so would, would you say that I'm pretty close to the axes now? Yeah, I would say you're pretty close to the axes. Now. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. You've rolled your way to it. Uh, orc one realistically, probably still pretty frustrated, even though he just jumped over you about getting shot with a bow. So he walks over, uh, to dark feet and just says, I am going to poke you. And, uh, <laughs> he, he swings with his scimitar, uh, and actually hits, uh, right. Where's my scimitar damage? And he hits for, oh my goodness, for 14 damage, which is very high. Um, what does that do for, for Dark Feet? Hmm. What's that do to the, ace, to, to the hit points? The hit points, I am at, I'm at 11 still. Okay, that, so that brings you down to zero then. Oh, you so killed me! You 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 tip over. You're not dead, thankfully. Okay, but uh, but you are tipped over. So now, what happens when when a player goes unconscious is every turn you will make a death saving throw. If you make three successes, you live. If you make three failures, you die. Um, and your compatriots can come and stabilize you if they have any healing equipment or if they want to make a medicine check. So then you won't die. You'll just remain unconscious. Okay? I'm unconscious. Yay! Uh, the other two orcs both uh, get up, um, which expends half of their movement speed, and they start walking towards Bonk. They're not able to quite get all the way to Bonk, who's rolled pretty far. Um, but they're heading towards Bonk. They're very frustrated with getting tipped over. So that takes us back to the top of the order to Pierce. So I choose an action again? Right, or? yes. So every okay. turn, yep, you can choose an action. Um, so every turn you have movement, you have an action, you have a bonus action, and you have a free action. That's what you can do every turn. And I can answer kind of specifics about what those are. Yeah. And okay. to kind of give you a frame of reference, each turn is about six seconds. So you can do like six seconds worth of stuff. Hmm. Okay. So right now, for example, you could continue to attack. You could attack Orc 1. You could uh, go and stabilize Dark Feet. Um, you could run towards the cage and try to let the dwarves out. Those could all be options for your action. That's kind of like the thing you do. What could I, what could I use to stabilize? So you would make a medicine check to do that. Since you don't have any specific healing, you have to roll to do it. Okay. And to do that, you'd roll your d20 and add your medicine modifier for your skill. And if you get above a 10, uh, Dark Feet would be stabilized. If it's below, then nothing happens. Okay. Uh, what, what do I roll? Uh, 20? Yep. Okay. <gasps> Five. All right. With a five, you're not quite you're not quite able to stabilize Dark Feet. Uh, you, you're probably not 
super experienced as a combat combat medic um mm-hmm. and and orc one is still kind of looming overhead which maybe prompts your nerves a little bit so you're not quite able to to get the job done on that um dark feet go ahead and make your first death saving roll okay. so just roll a d20 all right that's a 15 all right so that that marks as a success then so you're you're leaning towards living okay which is great all right bonk what's up for you You've okay. Got, you are on the ground near these two axes, near the cage, with two orcs looming down on you. On the other side of them, you see your friend Pierce trying to uh, stabilize your friend Darkfeet with uh, an orc kind of stabbing her. Um. Mm, okay. Um. I guess I'm g- I'm gonna stand up. Okay, that takes half of your movement. Okay, and would you say orcs two and three are within arm's distance of me? I'd say they're pretty close to that, yeah. Okay, then I'm I'm gonna Are they standing next to each other? They are. I'm gonna try and bonk their heads together. <laughs> okay. You you're, <laughs> bonk. you're 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 being very unconventional. So I'm making up a lot of rules with with what you're doing, but I love it. This uh, I mean it would still count as an attack, right? Um it's nah. a unarmed, my regular unarmed. I guess I'm attacking two people at once. Right. That would you could use one of your attacks for each one of them. Okay. Let's let's do and it that we'll way. Call it like that. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, let's do it that way. So go ahead and uh, we'll we'll just count this as one attack roll then, even though you're doing two attacks. Okay. That is seventeen. Okay, that's a hit. So go ahead and roll the damage for both of them, and I think that's a D4 plus your uh, strength modifier. Strength or dex, I think you get to pick. I think it's strength. Okay. Uh, four damage to one of them, okay. and uh, three, six damage to the other. All right. They both look worse for wear. Uh, orc one uh, is just kind of looking at that you pierce frustrated and, and just kind of tries to shove you out of the way so they can finish the job. Uh, for dark feet, go ahead and uh, make a strength saving throw to contest their strength. So that's a twenty again. Yep. Cats a twelve, and then it's a, a saving throw. Strength. Yes. So it's plus four. All right. So sixteen. Uh, you are kind of able to push Orc One back, and he kind of stumbles back a few feet. You're able to kind of hold him off. Okay. Uh, Orc Two and Three both uh, take their scimitars uh, towards you, Bonk. They're both a little dizzy, but they're both <laughs> both also a little frustrated with you. And uh, the first one swings and misses. The second one swings and misses. Uh, they're both disoriented uh, from having their heads bonked together. <laughs> Uh, that takes us back up to the top of the order, Pierce. Okay. Uh, I'm still right next to to dark feet. to dark feet, right? Yep. Yep. So, so I guess I might as well try the. Do I want to try to heal him? Just heal as, her again. Just as an an aside, I have proficiency in medicine. Hmm, okay. So I'll get plus two to my roll. Okay. Um, but also I'm I'm not gonna try and 
no offense, Dark Feet, but I'm not going to try and save you until we've at least taken one of these dudes out. Mm-hmm. Well, I am right next to to Orc One. Yeah, kill him. And he's damaged. Yeah, let's kill let's him. use my great axe. Okay, go ahead and attack Orc One. Make an attack roll. I rolled a two. <laughs> At least it wasn't a one. Plus, plus, yeah. Plus, what does the gets added to that? Strength modifier and proficiency bonus. Right, strength and proficiency. So, it's a total of six. Then that does not quite do the job. But it looked good. Nah, it didn't look that good. So <laughs> I still have a movement that I can do, or is that or is that already done? Uh, so you moved probably five feet to get to Orc One, so you still have twenty five feet of movement if you want to use it. Um, okay. n- now that you've engaged with Orc One, if you move away, you'll invoke an attack of opportunity, which is what happens if you're engaged in melee attack with someone and you walk away from them. So they have an opportunity to attack me. Yes. Yeah. If you move, Ooh. yeah. If you move okay. away from him right now on your turn. Gotcha. No, I'm, I'm staying. Okay. Dark Feet, make another death saving roll. 19. All right. That's another success. You're that much closer to pulling through. See, you're going to be fine. <laughs> Bonk. <laughs> Bonk. Um, okay. I'm going to... Uh, which, which of the two orcs looks... Which one did I hit harder? <laughs> if you had to look at their... Uh, the damage and quantify it into a value <laughs> called hit points, for example, you would note that Orc 3 looks like they are hurt more severely than Orc 2. Okay, then I am going to do a big old gut punch at Orc 3. Go ahead and roll that attack. Oh, nat 20. That's a critical Ooh. hit. Roll the double damage dice plus your strength modifier and proficiency bonus. Eight? Eight? You said double damage and then my, my strength? And proficiency bonus. Oh, uh, Since you're proficient ten. in this kind of fighting. Ten? Uh, so I want to, this is something I forgot to say earlier, and then I'm going to ask you a question. If you ever want to do non-lethal damage and just knock someone out, that's always an option. You okay. just have to declare it. With that being said, how does it look when you kill this guy? <laughs> Um, I punch him in the gut, like, so hard. He just shits his pants. He, (laughs) both, both (laughs) ends evacuate. Oh. And he goes up, like, a a good couple of feet, and then just ragdolls to the ground in a slimy, spluttery. All right. So, and then you still have your bonus action for your second attack. Um, yeah, I do. I'm going to, uh, do I want to be murderous or do I want to not be murderous? Um, I'm going to use my, my bonus action to, um, pick up those axes and give them to, to Dazlin and Norbis. Okay. Is that, is that okay? Yep. I'm yes. just going to ignore Orc 2 and really go for that power move there. And, and with that, Orc 2... And Orc One neither ignore you, as uh, Orc One <laughs> proclaims, "Oh, 
holy shit, <laughs> get out of here. And uh, they both try to take off. Um, Orc 2 is able to get away or starts to get away. Orc 1, though, invokes an opportunity attack from Pierce as he tries to get out of your melee combat. So go ahead and make an attack with your great axe, Pierce. Seven. <laughs> is that uh, with your modifiers? Yep. Okay, that doesn't quite do it. Uh, you're excited to see this guy take off, um, and they both kind of take take for the hills to try to get out of the canyon uh, away from from uh, Bonk specifically. But, uh, but obviously, right? <laughs> After they saw what happened to their compatriot. <laughs> Yay! Okay, now I'm going to heal Dark Feet. Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead and make a medicine check. Oh, I critically failed. Oh, oh. fuck. <laughs> I rolled a one. Okay, Dark Feet, make one more death saving throw. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I made it worse. <laughs> 15. All right, so you stabilize on your own as uh, Bonk, um, very, uh, not very gracefully, I guess, is just kind of pushing on the uh, slash where the uh, scimitar went across your side. And. Uh, you sort I'm of groan. To apply pressure, right? <laughs> groan and Smush. roll away as you feel one of your ribs pop just a little from the pressure oh. of Bonk. Um, I'm helping. But uh, with that, you're, you're unconscious still, but you are not dying. I'm not dying. Yay! Woo! Thanks, thanks for saving us, partners. We were in a right pickle there. So they okay, haven't you, gone. You, they haven't agree. gone to the town yet, right? <laughs> no, we didn't make it back to the town. We we just got out of this canyon and just got a, a little, just a bit out of it, one toe out of this canyon, and those orcs came after us. So you agree that it's kind of dangerous up in here now? Super dangerous. I'm ready okay. to. I'm ready to go now. Let's go. Let's go. And let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With that, you head back to town, and you're able to get back easily. No more orc come, and along the way, uh, Dark Feet, you're able to kind of regov- regain one hit point, so you're conscious again. Yay! Um, and uh, and so you get back to town. Yay! Yay! Let's go to the inn. You head to the inn, and uh, Toblin is actually there sweeping kind of out in front on the on the steps and sees you coming and waves merrily and says, uh, what, what's my voice sound like again? I don't remember. But here, it's me, Toblin, and uh, it's good to see you all again. You, you look a little rough. Everything okay, partners? It's, uh, it's, been, it's been a rough one, Toblin, but I'm so glad to see you. Oh, I'm glad to see you all too. How is your how is your adventure? Uh, uh, is there a town healer? <laughs> oh, well, it's funny that you say there there really isn't. Uh, the only person who sells healing potions is uh, is Adabra Gwyn, and she's just a bit outside of town. Wait, all right. Well, we're gonna need to stay the night again. Yeah, you can do that yeah. for sure. You you've got free room and board as long as you need. Hell yeah. Oh, also, uh, you're familiar with Dazzlin and Norbis, right? Oh, yeah, the two biggest goulash eaters on this side of the Tribor Trail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're going to be hanging out in in town for a while. Probably for the better, with the dragons about. <laughs> we got to go get our money from the from the job we did. 
We but do, but we, we also need to. First. Yeah, we also need you to sleep and heal. <laughs> All right, so you 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 take it easy that night. Um, Toblin makes his his fancy goulash for the three of you. Oh, uh, has the secret seasoning mm. in it, the secret Stonehill seasoning. And uh, you all are able to recover all of your hit points and uh, get up the next day. Yeah, take a long rest. And uh, you actually all level up to level two. Yeah. So there are implications to that for your characters that I don't know if you wanted to do right now in terms of gaining hit points and stuff. Um especially being that we're getting a little bit close to the end of the recording. So maybe you're, you are level two, but we'll hold off on the mechanics of that for now. How does okay. that sound? Cool. Yeah. To drive the plot. Hmm, I wonder how I, how do I do that? In so beyond? on beyond you go to edit character and then there should be. Well, it says manage levels. If okay. I click on level so, one. So when I did uh i went to so i go to level two yeah and then that's it should be done whoa it already did my my hit points and stuff oh there you go that's nice yeah yeah okay everything level changed yeah um does fifth edition have rolling for level hit points or does it just give you another hit you can pick Okay, I just so want you, to add another hit die. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, you get to add a hit die plus your um, constitution modifier. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Okay, so it's it's a brand new day. Yay! What do you do? Go get our money. All right, you head back to see your good friend Harbin Wester uh, over at the Townmaster's Hall. As you approach, you see once again that uh, the door is locked and there's a new additional lock that's been added. <laughs> <laughs> once again, I'm going to bang on the door. The uh, slat slides open. He says, hey, get out of here, you dragons. We're not dragons. I know we you're did a dragon. The, we did a job for you. Which one? <laughs> we warned the dwarves. 50 gold, you've earned it. Hold out your hands. And uh, he, uh, it takes about 12 minutes. He deposits one gold uh, at a time out of the slot. Oh my gosh. Here you go. (laughs) Thanks for your service. Keep doing jobs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Uh, Oh, we also need to give the, um, the gems... Dark, no, we, dark feet, you have it. No, no, we don't. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I forgot. I don't know what you're talking about, huh? Hmm? I almost died. <laughs> you know, Dazlin and Norbis didn't mention it, so maybe we're fine. <laughs> Greed is good. Greed is good. Greed is good, friend. Uh, there is, is a good. place that you can sell them in town. You remember the Miner's Exchange if you want to turn those gems into cold, hard gold, but or you can just keep them as gems. What do you think, guys? Well, does anybody want to pick up some new weapons or armor That's that a good doesn't point. give you a minus? <laughs> you know, anything like that? Good point. Is that directed to me? <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe we should go uh, go uh, sell some of this, some of these gems. 
the mining place. All right. You head back to the Fandlin Miners Exchange and you see your good friend, Halia, who I don't think you ever asked her name, but that was her name, um, <laughs> working. Uh, and she's got her scales already. There's no customers yet. It's still pretty early in the morning. And she says, uh, oh, you've changed your mind, have you, partner? A thousand gold it is. The price hasn't budged. Uh, Pierce isn't here for you, for your, your, your diamond. Oh. <laughs> we're here for something uh, else. We're here to sell, got... not to buy. Oh, you've taken up the trade. I knew you looked like miners. <laughs> what have you got? I, I show one of the gems. Ah, I'll give you 10 gold for it. What? 10 gold for the one gem. I don't know D&D currency. Is that, is that good or bad? One gold is like 100 bucks. Yeah. So it's it's pretty so it's like a thousand dollars. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I have fifteen of these. All right. I'll give you ten gold each. All right. Deal. She she weighs them. Uh, gives you your your gold, which equates to about fifty gold for each of you, and uh, sends you on your way. All right. I. Do you need a receipt? <laughs> I'm gonna wait until uh, Pierce and Darkfeet like walk out of the room, and I'm gonna be like, "Can I actually just get like, can I change my my gold back into like four of those gems?" <laughs> Hold on, I'll, I'll give you your I share just, of the money, did and you then just... oh, no, I'll get yeah. Fi- I want my five gems back. I I give the money back, mm-hmm. um, okay. and then I'm gonna keep one gem in my bag. With my other rocks, and okay. I'm going to give uh, two gems each to um, Dazlin and, and Norbis whenever oh. we whenever we see them next. Okay, I'll I'll put a pin in that for the next time you're in the inn. They're both recovering okay. in the inn in their own rooms. Yeah. Um, all right, good. So it's time for another quest, and this time I'll just remind you of the two quests. So one is a clan of reclusive rock gnomes resides in a small network of caves in the mountains to the southeast the gnomes of Nomengard are known for their magical inventions they might have something with which to defeat the dragon get what you can from them if you bring back something that is useful and don't want it harbin will pay you 50 gold and the other one is a local midwife an acolyte of shantia named adabra gwyn lives by herself in a stone windmill up on the side of a hill a few miles south of town with the dragon sightings becoming common, it's not safe for her to be alone. Urge her to come back to town. It's also worth note that since you've been in town a couple of days now, you've already learned when you inquired about healing that she's the only person that can make healing potions. Let's do that. <laughs> I feel like I've, I came here for business, but I feel like a hero. Let's go. Let's go save <laughs> more people. That's, that's how it goes. Yeah. Uh, you Tom- are a hero, Pierce. You are a hero. <gasps> Toblin sees you uh, sort of packing up again says, uh, you are heading back off for another adventure, partners. I nope. figure the last one didn't kill me. We might as well try again. <laughs> uh, I love that logic. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> I love where your head's at. Good deal. So where are you heading off this to this time? Which which quest off, uh, off of the old job board did you get? We're going to get us a healer, Mr. Mr. Stonehill. Oh, thank goodness. We need a Dabra back to town. She's the only one that can make the healing potions, partner. If we did have a dragon attack, the Shantia knows that would be important to have those. Well, why don't you head off that way? She's a little, just a few miles south of town. Actually, if you take the trail that you came in on and then uh, just take the right at the fork instead of the left, that'll take you take you back to where she is. 
Sounds good. Thanks, Mr. Right. Thanks, Mr. Stonehill. Yeah, you're welcome, you little scamps. Get let's out go, of let's here. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. All right. So you had uh, you head back out of town on the trail that you were on, and uh, as you come come across a familiar sight, actually, uh, it's Gum Gum and the Gum Gum Gang, oh, uh, and and they're at their little Gum Gum blockade, and say, uh, Gum Gum says, uh, what was Gum Gum's voice? Yeah, uh, hey, hey, it's it's my friends again. Twenty gold for the city. Gum gum. This is officially sanctioned. It is. It is not officially <gasps> sanctioned. How side dare note, we don't you? know that. <laughs> side How? note, we never asked. <laughs> I I'm just gonna say it's not. But gum gum, I have some information for you. Tell I, me. You you should run. Against what? what's his face and take over the town. <laughs> Why would I want a town? So that you could have money. Oh, I I appreciate that. That's that's roll a persuasion check. <laughs> Fifteen. That's worth twenty gold easily. Go ahead. Thank you, Gum Gum. You're welcome. Who's next? Gum Gum. <laughs> He's a little hey. like a Pokemon. Oh, hi. Hey, hi, Gum friend Gum. Bonk. Good to see you again. It's good to see you too. Um, Just a, a quick question. What percentage of your toll goes to maintaining <laughs> the town and goes to maintaining <laughs> you and your team? I'd have to check the books on that to get the exact numbers. Hard to say. Yeah, I feel like you should probably be tracking that a little bit better, Gum Gum. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm... 20 gold. Again, Gum Gum, I got to be square with you. I do not carry cash. I'm not that kind of giant. Uh, But I do have this nice small gemstone. And I'm going to give it to you, not to keep, but you're going to hang on to it for me because it's definitely worth more than 20 gold. Uh, and that's going to be our little thing that, you know, we're cool and that I've, I've already paid my toll and you're going to stop asking me to pay the toll. Can I have that? (laughs) I'm going to take it and sell it. Okay. You can have it. At the minor exchange. And you can sell it at the minor exchange, but, but me and Darkfeet and Pierce, uh, we're, we're good on tolls for a while, right? Yep. For right now, for this passage. Okay. We're, we're going to have... A longer conversation next time, Gum Gum, but I'm going to take it for now. All right, thanks. Okay, next. You're next, sir. No, that covered Gum Gum, 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 Gum. That was for all of us, Gum Gum. Come on. Come on, dude. You're cooking the books on that. I don't remember it that way. Oh, Gum Gum. I hear your gold bag of jangling. It's rocks. No, I'm looking at this guy over here. Oh. That's true. Come, come, you agreed. You agreed. A deal's a deal. A deal's a deal. It's done. We're covered. A deal's a deal, except for when I need 20 gold right now. That's what Gum Gum always says. No, 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 no. When Bonk said it covers all of us, you said okay. Roll a... Are you going to try to persuade or intimidate Gum Gum of this fact? I'm going to try to intimidate. Okay, go ahead and roll an intimidation check. D20? Yes. 
20. Uh, oh. Natural 20? Yeah. That means oh. that means I actually rolled a 20, right? Yes. yes. Right. Yes. Yes. It's like I haven't added anything to it. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. I All show right. my axe. <laughs> Holy. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't want any trouble. We'll see you next time you come on through. Pierce, note, we I'm... fight some some orcs, and, and you get a lot of confidence there, man. <laughs> what level do I have to be to kill Gum Gum? Um, <laughs> you would know that uh, Gum Gum is much weaker than the orcs that you fought. Gotcha. Yep. <laughs> Good to I, know. I think any... So, this is a... Generally, you wouldn't, as a DM, let someone see behind the DM screen like I'm about to do, but here's here, I'll do this for you. Each monster is rated, give, assigned a challenge rating that gives you an idea about how strong they are compared to the party. And the challenge rating of a goblin is one-fourth, which means that um, probably any one of you by yourself could kill all four of these goblins. Good to know. Mm-hmm. You can tell <laughs> this already. So you continue on your way and uh, carry on down the trail, and eventually you're kind of coming down the slope of, of Umbridge Hill, and you see this very own... Uh, very old, rather, stone windmill that's surrounded by a, a large iron fence. Um, and you figure this is probably the place you're looking for. It matches the description. Um, but what doesn't match the description so much is this very large winged monster that has a gigantic spiky tail who's trying to smash through the windmill's front door. And uh, as you see one of the side windows, you see a, an elderly woman peek her head out on uh, the second story and waves waves at the three of you and says, A little help! Uh, as this uh, beast is trying to smash its way into her home. The How old is this is woman? not a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> this, this woman looks like she is a human who's probably in her 80s. Gotcha. Sounded like it. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and, and then... Like Lara said, there's no. It's not, it's not a dragon. dragon. It isn't, but I actually do need to do my secret roll. Um, everyone, do a perception check for me. Okay. Seventeen. Okay. Uh, Fifteen. Okay. But I do the roll plus the plus what? Perception. Plus? Plus perception. Where's perception? Trying oh, yeah. to throw dice all over my Ooh, room. Seven. <laughs> okay. So, Darkfeet, um, probably in your adventures, you've probably heard of this beast. It is a manticore. Oh, um, fuck. <laughs> yes. Um, you would probably know manticores are pretty fierce killers that hunt pretty far and pretty wide. Um, they're not super bright, but they can talk. They're not. They, their intelligence is, is sufficient that they can communicate verbally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if all of you lo- know what they look like, but imagine all, all, kind of like a lion with dragon's wings and a human face with multiple rows of teeth and spikes coming out of almost all of its body with a really big spiky tail. Ew. Okay. And that's what this looks like. It, the manticore has not seen you yet. It's too busy trying to smash its way into the, through the door. How far away from the manticore are we? You're about 60 feet from the manticore right now. Uh, how far can I shoot? Yeah, I'm going to hide. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to pull out my bow. <laughs> I don't know if I want to draw attention until other people are ready, but... <laughs> oh, she's not happy.
Not very much here. You're just kind of on this slope that goes down to the windmill. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, I don't know. Um... Is is the manticore attacking the windmill? You said already. Uh, it's trying to smash through the door to get inside to where the woman is, uh, and she lives in the windmill. Yeah, or well, presumably she does. Yeah, she's in the windmill. Right. Uh, I, I don't know. I've never never come across a manticore before. I don't know what to. Can we somehow save her? Like, are there windows on this? Uh, <laughs> Windmill? She, she's waving at you out of a second story window that's off to the side, so the manticore can't actually see her. Okay. Can we somehow... Hmm. Actually, how high, how high is two stories? Uh, probably about 18 feet. Psh, bonka catcher. Mm-hmm. She's only 80. <laughs> only 80. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good She'd have to fall about what half mm-hmm. half the half the height. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mhm. Oh, can you throw me into the window with the holding a rope or something, and then I can. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was my assumption too. Darkfeet, you can confirm. Yeah, yeah. Sure. On separate sides? Yep, okay. Okay, roll a performance check for loudness of yelling, because it's kind of roaring and snarling. Performance. Okay, that's adequate. The manacore turns and uh, its head snaps towards you. It's not moving explicitly yet, but it's looking at you. Keeping at you. <laughs> Do I have to roll for that? <laughs> nah, oh, you've got its yeah. attention on. Do you shake your corn bag? Uh, 
Yes. It flies towards you fast. <laughs> uh, and it's Dark Feet kind of <laughs> looks down with her fingers on her forehead like, oh my gosh, you guys. <laughs> it, uh, it crashes into the ground right in front of you, um, Pierce. And it's quite a bit bigger than you. And uh-huh. uh, it's sort of snapping and snarling in your face and uh, says, G- give me the gold. Damn. Gold. Now, now, should I go get the old lady while he's distracted, or shoot from hiding? <laughs> Very. I'm here for the business. <laughs> uh, can I? throw some of the gold on the floor and run (laughs) (laughs) um you could certainly try that is is lawrence still here it's showing that she's gone for me yeah everybody i still hear everybody oh shoot i don't see lauren do you do you don't hear her Mm -mm. Dang it. Dang it, dang it. it we could going, still hear her. It was going so smooth. I know. We got through a whole bunch of hours and the only snafu was me muting myself. <laughs> I did not want to shake that bag. <laughs> Should we do another one? One last one? And then we can start with that bag and you deciding what you want to do. Well, I'm hoping she can just reconnect to this one. Okay. Hopefully. Guessing that's what she's trying oh, to Oh, you do. guys can't hear her? We could hear her. Now oh. she's gone. Okay. Now she's gone. I now see. she just okay. left. Yeah. She was here. We could hear her. And now. Let's see. She may not have the link, actually. Oh, right. Oh, no, she's there. Brandon, do you hear her? Oh, yep, she's back. Hello. Yay. Oh, okay, cool. Yay. Now you have editing on this one to do, Josue. Oh, man. Yep, I just put a note. The man, of course, course slams down in front of you, Pierce, kind of growling and says, give me the gold. Yep, so I want to, (laughs) I want to, uh, or can I, uh, just throw some gold in one direction and run in the other. So you have 50 gold in that bag. Is that right? Yes. How much do you throw? I throw 15. The manacore follows you. <gasps> I'm going to I'm gonna shoot the manacore from my hiding spot. All right. Go ahead and take your attack roll. I just lost 15 gold too, right? Yes. so that you can pick back up but it's on the ground so i rolled a 10 okay yeah a 10 does not hit Mm -hmm. uh your your arrow goes wide the manacore didn't notice though and uh, so it's kind of snapping and chasing after you pierce and says i want that bag of gold all right i'm gonna i'm gonna grab this manacore by the tail oh yeah whoa okay Uh It uh, catch a manacore by its tail. 
Thanks, Bonk. Stop, stop chasing Pierce. I'm running away. <laughs> they uh, actually... Bad kitty. <laughs> let me look at this quick. So by grabbing its tail... Oh, wait. Fuck. It's very, very spiky tail. I forgot oh, no. that they have poison tails. <laughs> they do have poison tails. They have fucking tails. poison tails. God damn it. Oh, oh, I'm committed. Whatever. I grabbed it. I'm grabbing it with my big old hands. You take four damage. Ow! Yes. And uh, make a, a strength check. Oh, that is 17. The manicure is dragging you. The man- <laughs> uh, Wait, how, big, how big is it? I thought manicures weren't that big. They're large sized, but it contested your strength check. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's just saying, I want that bag of gold. And uh, ch- just snapping and chasing after Pierce. Who boy. And dragging along, uh, dragging along Bonk, who has a, 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 um, a massive spike through her hand. I drop the bag of gold and keep running. The, the manicure scoops Toward up. Th- the, the, the other gold? No, no. T- t- uh, <laughs> uh, Toward the windmill. The manicure scoops up that bag of gold in its mouth and starts to take flight. Um, With bonk attached. To its bonk, tail. what do you what do you do? Let go. I mean, I'm just yeah, I'm gonna let go. Okay, that uh, that spike uh, breaks off in your hand uh, as you you're able to just kind of stay on the ground, or if you do fall, it's only a few feet. Uh, as the manicure flies off um, towards the mountain. There's no way that manicure can pick me up. <laughs> All right, well let's go. Let's go help um, Adabra. Ah, uh, she comes down and actually greets you at the front door and says, "Thank goodness you came. I would have been manicure lunch." Uh, they almost became manicure lunch. Yeah. <laughs> Do you need to purchase a healing potion? Can I trade you? A very rare and hardly used manticore spike in exchange for some healing potion? <laughs> I hold uh, out my hand with the spike in it. <laughs> we did know, just save your uh, life. I'll tell you what. You can have one on the house. Okay. Uh, she passes you a healing potion. Thank you. Anything Pierce, else? Pierce oh. goes outside to pick up his 15. You recover your 15 gold easily. <laughs> you have pinpoint precision memory of where you dropped it. Uh, anything else I can help you with, dearies? Uh, you need to come back to town because there's a <sighs> white dragon in the area and it's getting hot and heavy around here. No. <laughs> no? <laughs> Incredulous look on, on Darkfeet's face. Nah, no? It's fine here. You I just got attacked it. by a manticore. Clearly not. Nah. Oh. It's it's okay here. I There's love this windmill. A dragon. I don't know. Dragon. <laughs> I haven't seen it. It's one of the bad ones. <laughs> oh, we ran no. into some orcs that said it kicked it out of it their home. Kicked them out of their home. Untrustworthy. Those orcs are. True, but they have no reason to lie about the dragon. I'll tell you what. Now that that manicure is gone, I'm safe. You can head back. Tell the townmaster I'm fine. Uh, I don't think uh, Harbin Wester is going to take that message very well. 
Oh, he's hiding in know, his office. I t- well, Honestly, he needs your help. Like That sounds about right. Here, I take your point here. Hold one second, dearies. And uh, she closes the door and you hear her uh, sort of rummaging and rooting around a little bit. And she comes back out and uh, in her one hand, she has a tin of cookies. She says, <laughs> this is for all of you. And in her other hand, she has a note that she passes to you. Okay. And the note, the note reads, uh, dear, oh, I'll read it in her voice. Dear Harbin. These plucky young adventurers saved me, and I'm just fine, but I'm not coming back to town. I love my windmill. Best, Adabra. There. There. I'll be fine. And you'll get your reward. Who boy. Uh, that might cut it. I mean, I don't want you to get hurt, Adabra. Adabra, do you know, do you know Mr. Stonehill? Oh, yeah, he's a fancy young lad. (laughs) Do you like his goulash? Oh, it keeps these old bones warm at night. (laughs) Well, what if you went and spent like two weeks at at Toblin's and then we can try and deal with this whole dragon situation and then it'll be fine. And you could come back. All right, roll a persuasion check. Everybody? Sure. You're all working together. One. (laughs) Okay. Eleven. Okay. (laughs) I just Uh, accidentally spit on her face a little bit. All right, 16. All right. Okay. Uh, Two weeks? Yeah, that's all. Two weeks. Two weeks. How, How will I know my home is safe? We'll uh, we'll you... escort you back here. Okay. You've you've convinced me. Yes. <laughs> we can go. Let's go. Yay. And you go back to town yet again with another successful quest. Woo! And you're no worse for the wear except for your hand. <laughs> It's throbbing. Mm-hmm. She gave you a healing potion, right? Can we kill Gum Gum on the way back? Don't we? Don't oh, we? yeah, you would have passed Gum Gum. I'm sorry. Thank you for getting... <laughs> I forgot fan favorite Gum Gum. So on your way to Fandolin, you're about on the path, and you come across your friend, Gum Gum and the Gum Gum gang at the Gum Gum blockade. <clears throat> Gum Gum sounds a little like a Dabra. <laughs> Hi. 20 gold, please. Gum gum. Actually, we're not giving you the money. Twenty for her too. Gum gum. I threaten. I threaten. They either let us pass or, or we fight. All right. Roll another intimidation check for gum gum. <laughs> I'm sick of gum gum. <laughs> so just a twenty, a d twenty. Yes, and plus your intimidation, your intimidation modifier. Intimidation eleven. Uh, an eleven's not quite going to cut it. Uh, you know what? You've turned into a bit of a bully. Get, get him, boys! And uh, his little gum gum brigade pull out their little uh, daggers and start walking toward you. Like, And he says, 20 gold! And I'm keeping that gem. I'm sick of this. I'm going to pull out my rapier and my, da- my dagger. <laughs> oh, shit! We're doing this? <laughs> yeah, we are, gum gum. I'm the, I'm the town guard! No, you're not. 
I'm a city official. You really want to do this? Where's your paperwork, friend? I, it's in. It's where I track the percentages put yeah, away. Uh-huh. It's in my uh-huh. official office in Fandolin. I really hope he's not, because this is going to suck. But we're, <laughs> we're doing it anyway. <laughs> All right, everyone, roll initiative to fight Gum Gum and the Gum Gum. Is his little is his little fence like like makeshift? <laughs> oh, it's a hundred percent made of like twigs and like. Can I kick it over before we fight? A hundred percent. Go ahead. And, uh, <laughs> it's kicked over. You, ki- you kick it over. You don't even have to make a check. It's that wimpy. <laughs> oh, you! You did not just do that. That's official. Yes, I did. That's Fandolin property. Uh, initiative. I have a ten. Okay. Seven. Okay. Also ten. Okay. Uh, who wants to go first for the people who rolled ten? Uh, I'll I'll go first. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up Gum Gum. <laughs> gum Gum's Gum Gum's top in the order this time. But uh, you put a pin in that because I like where it's going. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let me just get my little sheet ready here. Okay, Gum Gum uh, walks up um, to, uh, I guess Pierce probably, since he's sort of started this with him. He says, <laughs> you'll, you'll rue the day that you crossed me. And uh, he swings at you with his dagger. And he actually does hit for two damage. Okay. Yeah, you want some more of that, tough guy? And uh, then his little... Goblin buddies uh, walk on, and one of them swings for you, Pierce. Misses. One swings for Dark Feet. Hits actually crits. Uh, For seven damage. Okay. And then the other one swings for Bonk. Hits for four damage. Okay. Bonk, you're up. Uh, I'm going to still holding. I'm gonna pick up whoever just hit me. Okay, that's Goblin uh, Goblin Three. And we're going like you know, picking them up by the scruff, like they're a naughty puppy. Whoa! Put down my friend. No. <laughs> Quit it. I'll throw him. <laughs> I... No, you won't. I dare you. Mm. Kill him, boys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my god. I don't want to kill these poor little goblins, but they're giving me no choice. You three are real bullies. We're just philanthropists. It's <laughs> not what the word means. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me think of uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia with Charlie. <laughs> Full on rapist. Um, okay, I'm... Is it still my turn? Did that count mm-hmm. as a full turn, or is that just no? Move? That pick, picking picking up the goblin, we'll say because they're so light and wimpy. Was uh, we'll just count that as your bonus action. Okay, then I'm gonna pick up a second one, and I'm just gonna oh, hold, okay. hold both of them. Okay, you are holding goblins two and three. Okay, put them down. No. Uh, okay, uh, dark feet. My turn. Okay, I'm gonna. I, I'm assuming Gum Gum's the closest one to me. Yeah, they're all about equidistant. Okay, 
Well, I'm gonna wave my my. I'm gonna use my rapier to kind of slash at him. Okay. At him. Uh, to to try to hit him. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead and make an attack roll. <laughs> a natural one. Uh oh. Okay. Well, the natural one. Your your rapier actually gets stuck in one of the logs that was the makeshift uh, blockade that you tipped over. Great. <laughs> okay, Pierce. I'm also slashing a great axe uh, okay. at at uh, Gum Gum. All right, go ahead and make that attack roll. So it's the roll plus... Plus strength and your proficiency modifier, which is two. Okay, so that's 18. Okay. Go ahead and roll for damage, which is a d12 plus your strength modifier. Nine. Okay. Um, you actually... And normally I would let you describe it, but I'm going to take this one if you don't mind. <laughs> you actually cleft gum gum in twain um, the long way. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, mouth drops oh, open. <laughs> and uh, his two halves sort of fall side to side on, uh, in opposite directions. Um, and the, the two goblins who uh, Bonk are holding are, are just like, ah! And... Uh, they're they're all just kind of scrambling. The one goblin who has left is is definitely running now. I appreciate that description, by the way. <laughs> way more satisfying. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna the two that I'm holding. I'm gonna give them a little shake, okay. just a little one, and feel like this okay. is why you don't fuck with us. Okay, ro- roll a strength check for me, just for how hard you shake them. <laughs> oh, are they gonna scramble their brains? I rolled a three plus my okay. strength, so six. Okay, so like four gold falls out of their pocket when you do that. Okay. Hey, hey, hey that's ours. <laughs> no, no it's a, not. It's not anymore. And I'm <laughs> gonna very gently toss them towards their their the third goblin that's running away and be all like, "Go on and get." Uh, and and then um, uh, one, if you if one of you guys want to want to rummage through Gum Gum's pockets, <laughs> I would like my rock and gem back. I'll do it. <laughs> Thank you. Sounds good. I'm uh, going to work on trying to pull my rapier out of yet another piece of wood. You're, you're able to pop this one out more easily since it's just a log and not an, an ancient uh, altar. But um, And um, Pierce, you uh, you find the gemstone and another 17 gold in Gum Gum's uh, bag. Okay. I give the stone to back to Bonk. And uh, Adabra is just like, holy, sh- holy shit. This, this is, I, I feel safer already. I've never seen a body like the, in, the inside of a body like this. The smallest one of us cleaved. <laughs> hey team, I'm still mad about that manicure thing that happened. I lost 50 gold. Mind if I keep these 17 plus the other four that fell? Sure. Yeah, as long as I get my my gem and my my nice rock, my yeah. nice skipping rock, and I put them hey. both back in my bag. You got it. Thanks, team. And you uh, you make your way back uh, the rest of the way unaccosted to Fandolin. Woo! 
I really hope he was a government official. I want to see what happens. <laughs> okay. So I'm guessing we're going to go to to see what's his face. No, no Mr. way that Wester. Harbin Wester won't leave his house and also is terrified of dragons and also is willing to hire goblins. Come on. Come on. That's a he's a scared bigot. <laughs> but uh we should we should take uh Adabra over to the town hall. Okay. And then Agreed. to the inn, I guess. Okay. Uh, so at the town master's uh, uh, hall, uh, the the slat slides open. He says, who goes? Who? Wait, what's that's gum gum. It's gum gum. He's, <laughs> he was, he was Wester. No, uh, Harbin <laughs> says, uh, who goes out there? Is that dragons? No, it's not dragons. You're the dragon. He slides the slat shut. Get out of here, you dragons. We got your healer back. <laughs> oh, another job done. That's 25 gold pieces. Uh, hold out your hands. And uh, he deposits one gold piece at a time. Uh, it takes about six minutes and uh, <sighs> drops all the gold out for you. Keep doing jobs. There's more now. Oh, boy. Uh, also, y- did you know about the goblins outside of town? Shh, 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 shh. What? Goblin... Goblins are invading the town. No. And he's such a slat. <laughs> oh, Get out of here, you goblins. Oh, my God. We got rid of the goblins. He slides it open. Oh, you saved the town. Yes. Uh, another reward is in order. And, Thank uh, you. He drops one copper out of the slot <laughs> and uh, slides the slat shut again. I'm going to kick the door. <laughs> Get out of here, you dragon. Did, did we each get 50 gold for the for the thing? Or did we do we have to split it? Uh for when he gives you a reward? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, he's just giving you a lump sum that you have to split. Oh. But you did have fifty gold from the gemstones that you sold. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Oh, did we okay, so I don't have the money from the so previous if we one. Split or the gold, one? If we split the gold, it's uh for the fifty, I think it's like sixteen gold each. Yeah. And then this one will be well. We got fifty from last time and fifty from this one, right? So twenty-five. This twenty-five time. from this one. So oh, it would be oh. twenty-five for each of us. But I'm um I'm okay. Not. Uh, no, no, twenty-five. Yeah, it splits three ways. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah. Twenty-five. Yeah, no. Uh, okay. All right. I. No, you know what? I'm I'm gonna commit to this. I, I'm not gonna hold on to any money. I'm gonna let you guys keep the money because oh, uh, the oh. money the money will get roughed up in my bag. We'll we'll give you one gold and then we split the rest evenly. Mm-hmm. Right, no, just you know, just hold on to it. It's fine. I'll take. But then it. we're fighting over the one gold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I give the one uneven gold to Adabra because she wow. deserves uh, the finest more than room, I've ever had. The finest room in Stonehill while she stays here for two weeks. That's really nice. Okay. Yeah. She she says thank you, and she gives you another one of her healing potions. Nice. On the DL, though. Okay. Whatever. 37 for you, 37 for me. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. Normally, those are uh, 50 gold each. Hell yeah. Who keeps the copper? (laughs) Wait. Did did there we, was one piece of we, copper? Did we just get twenty five when he had listed tw- fifty on the on the job board? No, that's what I thought, right? It, it listed twenty five. Okay. Oh, okay. I thought it was. I thought it was fifty. That's why I said there 50 were before fifty. Now there were two jobs worth fifty each. Okay. And then the, yes. and we the third did the job 25. was twenty five. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Gotcha. Okay. And to give a frame of reference, one copper is or a hundred copper are worth one silver, and a hundred silver are worth one gold. So he gave you a penny, basically, for taking out the goblins. So and I kicked rude. the door after him because <laughs> that's ridiculous. Harbin's roof. Real hard ass. City, the city dungeon is really tight. Yeah. I, I Probably because you I don't take do anything. <laughs> you take the copper, you cleaved the goblin. In twain. Twain. Okay. That's it. That's it that, for today. Yay! <laughs> that uh, you, you've, you've successfully uh, defeated two quests. You've leveled up again by completing <gasps> another one of the quests. So get to level three, uh, take a long rest, enjoy some goulash, and and that's it for today. Aw, yeah, level up again. Well, when are we going to do the rest? That's a good question. Now, the, I mean, I guess we'll have to wait till the debrief episode to see oh. how well received this was by the players and listeners hmm. to uh, make that determination. I'm going to have to pick a roguish archetype. Yeah. Like an arcane trickster. You can do little oh. magics. I have a martial archetype? What is mm-hmm. this? That <laughs> allows you to start specializing as the type of fighter that you are. And you'll probably want to take great weapon fighter. A battle master? Battle master is pretty cool too. Or an eldritch knight. What's oh, the difference? Right. An eldritch knight uses kind of magic to supplement their fighting. Uh, mm-hmm. Battle masters get like specific maneuvers that they can use in combat and use, mm-hmm. um, I forget what they're called. They have like a resource pool for those. And then the champion gets just like bonuses for attack, I think, and stuff. Hmm. Hmm. So lots of decisions to make before we, or slash if we play again. Okay. So I'll leave it, I'll leave it, choose an option and I'll choose it later. I'm so down to do this again. <laughs> so is that it for this episode of GT Radio? That's it for this episode of GT Radio. Is it the longest episode of GT Radio? I hope so. That one episode with Ali was pretty damn long. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. No, this is awesome. Thanks for uh, playing. What it says? Character preferences, Magic the Gathering content. What does that mean? We can have magic content. The, the ma- there is a uh, a content book that brings the Magic the Gathering universe into the fifth edition D and D rule set. What? Oh wow! Yeah. So I can so I can like allow or restrict different sources. Mm-hmm. Huh. Hmm. Okay. D&D Beyond is awesome. <laughs> I, well, I can only add my... I, the only archetype it'll let me go to is Thief, unless I buy more things. Oh. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Because I have I have this actual thing, the mm-hmm. the adventure, because I bought Essentials right. Kit, too. Okay. I, ha- oh. I have the Essentials Kit. So you have it? Oh, you I need to put the code in. the code in? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another thing to do before next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if we'll finish this on the show, but I definitely like to finish it eventually. Oh, I like fun. the sound of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Brandon, you had your way. Yeah, finally. Two out of three of uh, the trilogy. We'll see uh, how long it takes me to put this together. But uh, yeah, this was this was awesome uh, for me anyway. Let us know 
what you all think. Yeah. Maybe we can use some of that feedback in our debrief episode also. Yeah, for sure. So if folks have questions when they do listen to this inevitably, you can ask us on social media or Discord. That Discord is just on fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People are just using the Discord. People are ignoring everything else, but that's mm-hmm. fine. They Go love to the, the Discord. Discord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Links in the show notes to everything. Just know, let us know what you thought. And maybe if this is your first episode, this is not our normal episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm gonna I'm gonna post my character sheet on the forum. That's a cool idea. Yeah, yeah. Definitely oh, that would be that. that would be cool. Maybe maybe I'll do that too. Awesome. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for listening, and we'll be back with our debrief. Mm. Bye, everybody. Bye. This episode was brought to you in part by our Patreon supporters. We'd like to say a special thank you to our Patreon producers this month, Ben, Booney, John, Kat, Mark, Reese, Jamila, and Lydia. To learn more about how to support Geek Therapy and gain access to exclusive content, visit patreon.com slash geektherapy.